everyone, check out all the great deals on Amazon by first going to D2RPN.com and clicking the Amazon banner. By doing so, you're helping out the D2R Podcast Network. Don't forget to tell a friend and thanks for listening. Question, comment, or concern? 872-242-8311. Or maybe you'd just like to hear your voice instead of ours. 872-242-8311. Then call the D2R Podcast Network hotline at USA Chat 311. That's 872-242-8311. 872-242-8311. No matter the time or day, you can call 24-7 and operators will be standing by. 872-242-8311. Your call is important to us. 872-242-8311. So once again, USA Chat 311. 872-242-8311. 872-242-8311. 872-242-8311. Undercover in the world's deepest, darkest, most secure, Hadron Collider and nuclear bomb tested and approved doomsday bunker, here is Ryan the Area Man. Hey Dave. What's up dude? Are you ready to uh... Dude, I have been ready since the day you mentioned this douchebag's name to me. Okay. So, today we're going to talk about Jeffrey Epstein. Yeah. Uh, we're going to go back a little bit to, um, to some people may not know who this guy is. I don't know how you could have possibly lived in this world and not have heard this guy's name, or if you you have heard the name but don't know what the hell is going on, we're going to play a video that kind of talks about, because uh, he was arrested mm-hmm. for like uh, having underage girls, like prostitution, things like this, back in the... Uh, early Bill Clinton years, I believe, of uh, 90s, and yeah, that was a nine. When did he get? Anyways, is this video we're gonna we're gonna play is gonna talk all about you know what happened before? Okay. Because what what's happened recently is that this Jeffrey Epstein's been rearrested for the same basic things, but this video we're gonna play is is gonna talk all about. It's kind of like the prequel. 
Yeah. So instead of doing all this and then playing it at the end, play first. we're actually going to play it first so you can understand the process that got got us yeah. to here. And then and then we'll come after the video and then we'll uh break it down with something, something. We'll start getting into what's happening now. Yes? Yes, I like it. It's okay, nice. so here's the video. Q Howard. I don't have to tell you things are bad. Everybody knows things are bad. It's a depression. Everybody's out of work or scared of losing their job. The dollar buys a nickel's worth. Banks are going bust. Shopkeepers keep a gun under the counter. Punks are running wild in the street and there's nobody anywhere who seems to know what to do and there's no end to it. We know the air is unfit to breathe and our food is unfit to eat. We sit watching our TVs while some local newscaster tells us that today we had 15 homicides and 63 violent crimes, as if that's the way it's supposed to be. We know things are bad, worse than bad. They're crazy. It's like everything everywhere is going crazy, so we don't go out anymore. We sit in the house, and slowly the world we're living in is getting smaller, and all we say is, please, at least leave us alone in our living rooms. Let me have my toaster and my TV and my steel-belted radios, and I won't say anything. Just leave us alone. Well, I'm not going to leave you alone. I want you to get mad. I don't want you to protest. I don't want you to write. I don't want you to write to your congressman because I wouldn't know what to tell you to write. I don't know what to do about the depression and the inflation and the Russians and the crime in the street. All I know is that first, you've got to get mad. You've got to say, I'm a human being. God damn it. My life has value. your name? Jeffrey Epstein. Because not only are we now talking about a man who is a very wealthy American man, uh, he is a hedge fund manager, he at the time was a well-known Wall Street financier, uh, worth allegedly two billion dollars, and his case, when I started to investigate, uh, had over two dozen kids that had reported to the police uh, sexual abuse by, by him and by a number of procurers, none of whom have been indicted to this day. Jeffrey Epstein? Who is this? What is the Lolita Express? What is it? She's known as Jane Doe number five. After years of silence, she's talking about the day she says Jeffrey Epstein paid her for a sensual massage. Jane says she was just a sophomore in high school. Jeffrey Edward Epstein is a level 3 sex offender, billionaire, self-proclaimed founder of the Clinton Global Initiative, and international man of mystery. In 2008, Epstein was convicted of solicitation of an underage girl for prostitution. Since his conviction, Epstein has been identified by 30 to 40 different victims who allege that he used them as sex slaves 
and a global child sex trafficking network. In spite of these suits, the large body of evidence, the graphic nature of the cases, and intense public interest, however, Epstein remains largely elusive and has so far only served 13 months in prison for his actions. In addition, Epstein has never been charged with trafficking, a federal crime with a minimum sentence of 20 years. The purpose of this film is not only to shed some light on the highly enigmatic character that is Jeffrey Epstein, but also his victims, particularly Virginia Roberts. Ultimately, I would like to demonstrate that the non-prosecution agreement, which has protected Epstein and his co-conspirators for all these years, is void, and he should indeed be faced with federal charges of human trafficking. There is no federal statute of limitations for crimes involving human trafficking, in addition to his criminal activities after his arrest. It is meant as a comprehensive historical account of an otherwise greatly misunderstood series of events. In part one, we will examine Epstein's background, how he acquired all of his political connections and massive wealth. Part two will bring us to his criminal trial and conviction. And part three will examine the cases of the many Jane Doe's involved in civil suits. In part four, we'll briefly look at the most likely co-conspirators protected from prosecution by Epstein's non-prosecution agreement. Finally, part five will tell the story of Virginia Roberts, Epstein's most outspoken victim. We'll use the evidence provided in the trials as well as court decisions to determine the veracity of her highly controversial claims. Jeffrey Edward Epstein was born in Brooklyn, New York, in 1953, to a middle-class Jewish family. Although he had never earned a college degree, Epstein taught calculus and physics at the Dalton School in Manhattan from 1973 to 1975. While he was teaching, Epstein met Alan C. Greenberg, then a chairman of the investment bank Bear Stearns. By 1976, Epstein had become an options trader at Bear Stearns and by 1980 he had become a limited partner. Epstein would abruptly leave Bear Stearns, however, and in 1982 founded a rival investment firm named J. Epstein & Company. Epstein stated that this was because he wanted to be his own boss and deal exclusively with billionaire clients. Less than a month of his leaving, however, Epstein was investigated by the SEC for his involvement in insider trading while at Bear Stearns. During this time, Epstein described himself to his associates as a, quote, bounty hunter, end quote, who was able to track and reclaim lost and stolen money for governments and wealthy individuals. Epstein's ability to turn profits through any means necessary earned him enough prestige to become a member of such organizations as the Trilateral Commission and Council on Foreign Relations. Also during this time, Epstein began developing a close relationship with Stephen Jude Hoffenberg then head of Towers Financial Corporation and owner of the New York Post. Throughout the 1980s, these men remained close friends and, quote, traveled everywhere together, end quote. Hoffenberg also involved Epstein in a number of financial activities that were later discovered to be fraudulent or outright illegal. After a number of investigations, Hoffenberg was eventually sentenced to 20 years in prison for conducting, quote, one of the largest Ponzi schemes in history, end quote. 
Despite implicating Epstein multiple times in the case, Epstein was never held accountable for his involvement in Towers Financial Corporation's unprecedented fraud. Epstein's ruthless activities with J. Epstein and company continued into the 1990s. During this period, he was close with Lex Wessner, the founder of the limited clothing stores, and was employed by the company to correct bad investments, fire employees on their behalf, and assist in the acquisition of other companies like Abercrombie and Fitch. Aside from Wexner, however, Epstein was not well received by the company. One employee at the Limited said during this time, quote, Almost everyone at the Limited wondered who Epstein was. He literally came out of nowhere, end quote. Robert Morosky, a former vice chairman of the Limited, said, quote, Everyone was mystified as to what his appeal was. End quote. Regardless of personal opinions, he was apparently quite successful during this period with Wexner. Not only did he acquire his home in Palm Beach, Florida, that would later become the epicenter for his case, but he also purchased the quote, largest private residence in New York. Quote. During this time, he also purchased his infamous island, Little St. James, located in the U.S. Virgin Islands. This was apparently the, quote, highest-priced non-commercial real estate transaction in Virgin Islands history, end quote. Epstein also purchased his infamous Boeing 727, which was to become known as the Lolita Express. In the early 2000s, Jeffrey Epstein began to develop a relationship with Bill Clinton immediately following his presidency. On February 9, 2002, Clinton first appears in Epstein's pilot logs as having been on the Lolita Express between Miami and New York, but he also appears at least 26 other times in the pilot's logs on trips to locations all over the world. At least one time, Clinton even flew with Epstein and Kevin Spacey, who's now embroiled in his own child sex abuse scandal. In the early 2000s, Jeffrey Epstein also became a close associate of Jean-Luc Brunel, a modeling scout who founded MC2 Models. Not only did Jean-Luc Brunel fly with Epstein to Little St. James, but Epstein also invested $1 million in 2005 to help start MC2 Models. Brunel would later be identified by Virginia Roberts as one of the individuals who provided teenage girls to Jeffrey Epstein. In addition, it was revealed in a 1988 60-minute special that several models claimed they were drugged and raped by Brunel himself. This brings us to 2005, when the first known police report was filed against Epstein. In March, a woman contacted Palm Beach police and alleged her 14-year-old stepdaughter, Haley Robson, had been taken to Jeffrey Epstein's mansion by an older girl and paid $300 to strip and massage him. The highly unusual trial that followed ended with Epstein's conviction and the subsequent release of information contained in this film. After the police report, in March 2005, Haley Robson was interviewed further. Robson told police in a sworn statement that she had also taken at least six other girls between 14 and 16 years of age to Epstein's home for similar erotic massages. Police then interviewed five other victims who made claims of similar sexual abuse at Epstein's mansion. Investigators began expanding their questioning to Epstein's employees and found that two stated young-looking girls showed up to perform massages two or three times a day when Epstein was in town. 
Another employee was told to send a dozen roses to one teenage girl after a high school drama performance. Epstein had also arranged for hundreds, if not thousands of dollars, rental cars, and more to be given to various girls. Police also searched Epstein's home, in which they found many photos of naked, young-looking girls and an assortment of hidden cameras. The search and subsequent surveillance of Epstein included undercover officers and was over 11 months long. The evidence was quickly mounting against Jeffrey Epstein, but Epstein's longtime friend and Harvard Law professor Alan Dershowitz was quick to discredit the victims. In 2006, he submitted research to investigators which claimed the victims had issues with drugs or alcohol and thus weren't reliable. Within weeks, two victims claimed to have been harassed or threatened. Soon after, lead investigators on the case stopped attending meetings with the prosecution. By April 2006, prosecutors had been told that the Florida State Attorney's Office was considering a plea deal for Epstein, in spite of the prosecutor's disapproval. On May 1st, however, the Palm Beach Police Department requested warrants for the arrest of Epstein on charges of four counts of unlawful sexual activity with a minor. Police also asked to charge Sarah Kellen, Epstein's assistant. Some department officials even wanted to arrest Haley Robson for her involvement. Feeling they had more than enough evidence to convict Epstein, the Palm Beach Police Chief told the State Attorney's Office he would dismiss himself if they did not follow through. In the months that followed, Florida prosecutors began to work out a non-prosecution agreement with Epstein in secret. By doing this in secret, and without the knowledge or consent of the victims, these prosecutors were willfully violating the Criminal Victims' Rights Act, the CVRA. This deal effectively limited Epstein's sentence to one state charge of prostitution, rather than the federal crime of trafficking. It also notably resolved co-conspirators from criminal liability. Texas attorney Michael Lowe describes the non-prosecution agreement as such. The NPA is very strange, mostly due to the government's grant of immunity to unknown and uncharged co-conspirators. This is unenforceable and borderline unethical. No lawyer can bargain on behalf of a client for whom he does not represent. That's what was done here. What if one of the alleged co-conspirators wanted to have their day in court? It seems unlikely, but every person charged has that right. Also, what if the government were to violate the NPA and prosecute one of the co-conspirators? Epstein couldn't seek to undo the NPA because he lacks the standing to do so. An NPA like this is simply not done and is unheard of in federal and state criminal law circles. This bizarre non-prosecution agreement would become a critical part of the civil lawsuits which followed. As if to further hinder themselves and frustrate the police, the prosecution also opted for a grand jury hearing instead of going directly to a trial jury. Paradoxically, the prosecution said that this was because their own case was weak. Palm Beach Police Chief Michael Rader told prosecutors that this was, quote, highly unusual, end quote, and asked them to remove himself from the case. 
By August 2006, the grand jury returned only a single charge of felony solicitation of prostitution, to which he pleaded not guilty. In a strange tie-in to the Swiss leaks and HSBC banking scandal, Jeffrey Epstein was discovered to have connected with several of his multi-million dollar Swiss bank accounts during this exact period. In July of 2006, he also donated $25,000 to the Clinton Foundation. By September 2007, Epstein had formally signed an NPA. Finally, in June 2008, Epstein pled guilty to the single prostitution charge and was sentenced to 18 months in prison, for which he served only 13. He was not sent to a state prison, but rather was, quote, segregated in a vacant wing of the county stockade, end quote. In addition, quote, Epstein was let out on work release six days a week for up to 16 hours a day, end quote. During his year-long house arrest, Epstein flew around the country on his private jets to conduct business, with approval from the court and his probation officer. He also went to Home Depot and Sports Authority for large periods of time, all approved by his probation officer. Ex-U.S. Attorney Alexander Acosta stated, Epstein appears to have received highly unusual treatment while in jail. Although the terms of confinement in a state prison are a matter appropriately left to the state of Florida and not federal authorities, without doubt, the treatment that he received while in state custody undermined the purpose of a jail sentence. Epstein is now out of prison. His legal troubles are far from over. Now, several of his alleged victims are now suing. I sat down with one woman who says she was hired to massage Jeffrey Epstein as a teenager, but she says it turned into much more. I felt uh, disgusting. I wanted to go take a shower. I felt violated. This woman says Jeffrey Epstein ruined her life. He's done something really bad in my mind mentally where I now have to seek help. She asks that we disguise her voice and not show her face. In a $50 million lawsuit, she's known as Jane Doe Number 5. After years of silence, she's talking about the day she says Jeffrey Epstein paid her for a sensual massage. Jane says she was just a sophomore in high school, just 15 or 16 years old, when someone at her school told her how she could make some quick cash. If you go to this guy's house for $200 and give him, you know, give him a massage for $200, basically it's an in-and-out thing, it's a massage, you know, nothing bad about it. Jane says she and a girl her age took a taxi to Epstein's house on Palm Beach. Jane says an assistant paid the driver and took them into an upstairs room. It had a massage table and a shower. And that's when Jane says Epstein walked in, completely naked. He jumped in the shower and told me to remove my clothes down to my bra and my panties. We both were looking at each other like, what are we going to do now? Jane says they were scared and they did as they were told. After the shower, Jane says Epstein wrapped himself in a towel stretched across the massage table face down. And Jane says she massaged his legs and her friend massaged his back. He flipped over and his towel was gone and my heart sank. I got really disturbed and nervous. He basically was, you know, touching himself and touching my friend and trying to touch me. He also had, you know, sex toys stored away. There were sex toys then? Yes. Did he take some of them out? Yes. 
The entire time, James has Epstein talked sexually and repeated the same phrase over and over. Just let it go. Just let it go. Just, just let it happen. After the alleged massage, Jane says she and her friend were paid $200 each, then put into a taxi and sent away. She says for months, Epstein's assistant tried to get her to come back and service Epstein again. But she says she would either refuse or just ignore the call. Now, 22 years old, Jane says she's relying on therapy and her family to heal after what she calls the worst day of her life. Now, we have tried several times to get a comment from Epstein's attorney, Robert Critton. Our calls have not been returned. Even during Jeffrey Epstein's criminal trial, victims were beginning to file lawsuits against him in civil court. Most significantly, some of these incidents would take place after the signing of Epstein's non-prosecution agreement, which would thus void its terms. To date, there are around 40 known alleged cases of abuse against Epstein, with many likely more unknown victims. The victims were typically under the age of 18, with the youngest being 12. They were most often chosen for their age and low economic status. What's particularly remarkable to investigators is that nearly all of these victims have a similar story or sequence of events which led them to Jeffrey Epstein. Oftentimes, girls would be approached by other victims or Epstein's assistants and told they could make money by massaging an older man. Virginia Roberts, for instance, was approached by Ghislaine Maxwell while she worked at Donald Trump's Mar-a-Lago Club in Palm Beach. If they agreed, then transportation would be arranged to Epstein's Palm Beach mansion. Once at the mansion, Epstein's assistants, either Ghislaine Maxwell or Sarah Kellen, would then take down the girls' contact information. The girls would then be led upstairs to a massaging room to meet Epstein. As they traveled up the stairs, victims would see nude and sexually graphic photographs of other young girls. The existence of this photo collection would later be corroborated by investigators from the Palm Beach Police Department. Jane Doe, number 102's attorneys, also stated such a collection could be found in all six of Epstein's homes, as well as his personal computers. Victims and members of the Palm Beach Police Department observed that Epstein had hidden cameras placed throughout his home. Other than their obvious use to create and distribute child pornography, another crime, victims like Virginia Roberts have suggested they were also used to blackmail Epstein's associates. This will be elaborated on later. Once the victim had been brought to the massage room, she would then be greeted by Epstein and oftentimes another girl. Epstein and the other female would then direct the victim through massaging Epstein and removing their clothes. After removing their clothes, victims would be sexually assaulted by Jeffrey Epstein. Victims would then be paid hundreds to thousands of dollars. Following the assault, both immediately after and then for periods of months to years, Epstein would then coerce the girl into continuing their services as a prostitute. He would request the victim quit their job and offer to hire them as a massage therapist. In at least one case, the victim's father was aware of Epstein's request to have her at the home, but allowed it under the pretense that Ghislaine Maxwell was teaching his daughter massage therapy. Once employed, 
Epstein would take the girls on trips to his mansion and destinations around the world. In most instances, these underage employees would then be continuously abused several times a day. To make matters even more grim, and more of a federal crime, mind you, the Jane Doe's also revealed that Epstein abused minors from all over the world, not just girls he took from Palm Beach. In one case, Epstein had three 12-year-old girls from France delivered to him by a friend. After being sexually assaulted, the girls were flown back to France the next day. Further still, Jeffrey Epstein would then let his friends and associates sexually assault these employees as well. Another significance to these lawsuits is that at least some indicate Epstein's trafficking activities continued even after he signed his non-prosecution agreement, voiding it even further. The case of Jane Doe 43 versus Epstein contains this noteworthy statement. Remarkably, however, as this case will highlight, defendant Epstein and his co-defendants, including the other defendants named herein, did not abandon their sex trafficking enterprise even while they were under state and federal investigation for crimes committed in violation of U.S. Section 1591, among other laws, and even as defendants and their attorneys were busy arguing Epstein's innocence and publicly defaming his victims as liars. Rather, defendants merely changed their style. Instead of targeting local Palm Beach, Florida high school girls, the defendants transported young females from other places in the U.S. and abroad and brought them to defendant Epstein's mansion in New York and his private island in the Virgin Islands. The dockets for these cases are available to the public, and many of these court documents can be found on Document Cloud, the Internet Archive, the Pizzagate Wiki, or have been backed up on the blockchain through Steemit. Victims commonly claim that many of Epstein's assistants, employees, and pilots were aware of the abuse and cooperated with Epstein to hide this behavior from the police. These would become known as the unidentified co-conspirators, who were inexplicably given special protections under Epstein's NPA. After examining the countless cases against Epstein, however, it is possible to determine at least some of these co-conspirators. First and foremost is Ghislaine Maxwell, Jeffrey Epstein's one-time lover, best friend, and personal assistant for decades. Publicly, Maxwell is a famous British socialite who founded the environmental group The Terramar Project. She has had many notable and close friendships with such figures as Prince Andrew and Bill Clinton. Ghislaine Maxwell was also an associate of Donald Trump and was seen with him on numerous occasions, including this 1997 photo of the two in New York. As we have seen from victim statements, Maxwell also used Trump's Mar-a-Lago resort as a location to target young girls. What Ghislaine Maxwell doesn't want the world to know, however, is that according to statements made by at least six Jane Doe's, she was critical to their recruitment and continued abuse. 
In some cases, Maxwell even participated in the sexual abuse by coercing the young girls to continue when they were unsure or simply couldn't any longer. According to a statement by Jane Doe 43, Defendant Maxwell was for decades the highest ranking employee of the defendant's sex trafficking enterprise. She herself recruited young females, oversaw and trained other recruiters on how best to recruit girls for sex, developed and executed schemes designed to recruit young females, and ensured that all participants of the defendant's sex trafficking scheme acted in certain specific ways in order to advance the purposes of the scheme and conceal it from law enforcement. Sarah Kellen, now Sarah Kensington, was the personal assistant to Jeffrey Epstein for several years, alongside Ghislaine Maxwell. Most notable about Sarah Kellen's involvement in these crimes is that she, not Ghislaine Maxwell, was directly named by the Palm Beach Police Department in their 2006 probable cause affidavit during this criminal trial. This makes her easily one of the most conspicuous of the unidentified cone conspirators protected by Epstein's NPA. At least six different victims reported that Sarah Kellen was not so much involved in the direct coercion or abuse of the victims but rather served a logistical role by recording each victim's contact information and arranging their transportation. Some girls described Sarah, not Ghislaine, as the person who led them up to Epstein's massage room. Even if she did not partake directly in the abuse, however, her knowledge of the situation and continued assistance would still make her guilty of both federal and international human trafficking. Today, Kellen has changed her name to Sarah Kensington and founded SLK Designs, a design firm headquartered in a building owned by Jeffrey Epstein's brother. She has never spoken out about Epstein's abuses, but did plead the fifth when questioned about her involvement during Epstein's criminal trial. Nadia Marcinkova was a Yugoslavian model that Epstein acquired from an early age to help recruit and manage other younger girls. One victim told Palm Beach police that Nadia Marcinkova had actually been purchased from her parents when she was 15. One victim also quoted Epstein as saying Marcinkova was his, quote, sex slave, end quote. Nadia is also unique in that several victims claim she directly participated in their sexual assaults. Epstein would watch as Nadia and the victims performed all kinds of sexual behaviors until he inevitably would join in. The accounts of this abuse are among the most graphic of all the abuses recorded by the victims. Those curious enough can easily find the sordid details, but the accounts themselves are significant in that at least one 16-year-old victim claims to have been raped by Epstein during the encounter with Nadia. Rape would be a separate criminal charge in addition to solicitation of prostitution and trafficking. Nadia Marcinkova was another individual alongside Sarah Kellen who pled the fifth when questioned by police in 2006. Today, Nadia Marcinkova is a licensed Gulfstream pilot for the same model in which she flew with Epstein countless times. 
She apparently acquired these skills from Epstein's pilots, who would occasionally allow her to fly the craft. Marcinkova is also the CEO of Avaloop, a website selling discounted flying lessons and other deals related to aviation. Avaloop is headquartered in the same building as SLK Designs, which again was owned by Epstein's brother. Adriana Ross is a model who was brought from her home in Poland to work in Epstein's mansion in 2002 when she was 17. Although she was a key witness in Epstein's trafficking enterprise, as well as possibly being a victim herself, she invoked the Fifth Amendment when questioned by authorities, just as Nadia Marcinkova and Sarah Kella did. Leslie Groff is named in a number of lawsuits surrounding Jeffrey Epstein, including Jane Doe No. 43's suit against Epstein, Maxwell, Kellen, and Marcinkova. She is described by victims as an enforcer with a role similar to that of Sarah Kellen. Defendant Groff coordinated schedules between Defendant Epstein and various young females used for sex, made travel arrangements for the girls, tended to their living needs, and communicated with them in order to maintain their compliance with the rules of behavior imposed upon them by the Enterprise. Groff was so important to the Enterprise, in fact, that in 2005, the New York Times reported Epstein bought her a Mercedes-Benz E320 and a full-time nanny so that she could continue her work as his assistant when she became pregnant. To this day, she continues to work as an executive assistant to Darren K. Indyke, a New York attorney that has represented Epstein and his companies. Alan Dershowitz, a former member of the O.J. Simpson defense team, also defended Jeffrey Epstein during his criminal trial in Palm Beach. The two had been friends for many years, and in fact, Dershowitz had his own room in Epstein's New York home. Dershowitz almost immediately tried to discredit all of Jeffrey Epstein's victims. Dershowitz would make daily appearances on mainstream news programs like Nancy Grace, claiming the case and subsequent suits were entirely false. Dershowitz also presented research to investigators that he obtained through the victim's social media accounts, which suggested some of them had used marijuana and alcohol. Despite his efforts, however, Epstein still eventually pled guilty to at least one charge. Not long after the criminal case had ended, Virginia Roberts came forward with claims that Dershowitz had been one of the individuals she was lent to by Epstein. In response, Dershowitz attempted to get Roberts' attorneys disbarred for misconduct and claimed she was guilty of perjury. The attorneys then sued Dershowitz for defamation. The cases were ultimately settled in 2016 but it did reveal some inconsistencies and anomalies in Dershowitz's testimony. For instance, Dershowitz had told the New York Daily News on January 21, 2015, that, quote, I never got a massage from anybody. It's made up out of whole cloth, end quote. The very next day, he informed a local news station that, quote, I kept my underwear on during the massage. 
end quote, and that I've always acknowledged I had one massage. I said that from day one. As a side note, the phrase made up out of whole cloth was used by Dershowitz repeatedly during the defamation lawsuit. It should also be noted that attorney and legal expert Tamara Tabo points out that despite claiming to have never met Virginia Roberts at all, Dershowitz had indeed received a massage while at Jeffrey Epstein's home in New York during one of Roberts' visits. In Dershowitz's deposition, he also made the ironically baseless claim that Roberts' attorneys were part of a billion-dollar extortion scheme against Leslie Wexner. Although it is difficult to determine if Dershowitz truly had a direct role in the abuse of Epstein's victims, his conflict of interest in the case and inconsistent statements to the press and lawyers cast a shadow of doubt on his intentions and credibility. Jean-Luc Brunel, the longtime friend of Jeffrey Epstein, has been named by some victims as an individual who also procured and assaulted underage girls with Epstein. Jane Doe number three, later found to be Virginia Roberts, stated Brunel worked with Epstein in the international transportation of minors. Brunel would lure young girls in with offers to become models. These are not the first claims of sexual abuse and exploitation of models by Jean-Luc Bernil. A now lost 1988-60 minute special featured a story in which several women claimed to have been drugged and raped by Bernil himself. In a strange turn of events, however, Bernil sued his friend Epstein in 2015, stating that the case had cost his modeling agency millions. In this suit, oddly enough, he implicates Epstein in the sexual assault of multiple underage girls. Bernil also implicated the both of them in a plot with Epstein to dodge making a federal deposition during the criminal trial. Perhaps there's been a change of heart? One of the more significant witnesses to these cases has been Alfredo Rodriguez. Rodriguez was Jeffrey Epstein's personal butler during the period in which he trafficked underage girls. He is most famous for being the author of The Little Black Book, a list of Epstein's personal contacts which included annotations on which ones were involved in his erotic massage racket. Rodriguez had maintained this contact book in the event that he would ever need to use the information against Epstein to protect himself. On June 18, 2010, Alfredo Rodriguez was sentenced to 18 months for obstruction of justice when it was discovered that he had withheld the book from police in the early crim earlier criminal trial. Rodriguez was actually trying to sell the book to one of the witnesses for $50,000 when they informed the FBI in 2009. This led to a subsequent undercover investigation, which then led to his arrest and sentencing. The Little Black Book has since been published online, and annotations on those involved in the erotic massage trade, including dozens of massage parlors, and also including such names as Donald Trump, 
former New Mexico governors Bruce King and Bill Richardson, Jean-Luc Brunel, nephew of George Soros, Peter Soros, Leslie Wexner, Courtney Love, and former Miss Sweden Eva Anderson Dubon. Ghislaine Maxwell, Sarah Kellen, and Alan Dershowitz were also included in the group of circled contacts. Although far from the only victim of Jeffrey Epstein, Virginia Roberts has remained the most vocal and descriptive witness known to the public. Virginia Roberts was born in 1984 and met Jeffrey Epstein in 1989 when she was just 15. At the time, she was a changing room assistant at Mar-a-Lago, a country club owned by Donald Trump in Palm Beach, Florida and met Epstein's assistant, Ghislaine Maxwell. After expressing a desire to become a masseuse, Maxwell brought Roberts to Epstein's home, where she gave him a massage that, quote, turned into a sexual encounter, end quote. The following is taken from Roberts' account, submitted to the court on December 30th, 2014, in which she is known as Jane Doe Number 3. When Jane Doe number three began giving Epstein a massage, Epstein and Maxwell turned it into a sexual encounter, as just had, as they had done with many other victims. Epstein then became enamored with Jane Doe number three, and with the assistance of Maxwell, converted her into what is commonly referred to as a sex slave. Epstein kept Jane Doe number three as his sex slave from about 1999 through 2002 where she managed to escape to a foreign country and hide out from Epstein and his co-conspirators for years. From 1999 through 2002, Epstein frequently sexually abused Jane Doe No. 3, not only in West Palm Beach, but also in New York, New Mexico, the U.S. Virgin Islands, in international airspace, on his Epstein's private planes, and elsewhere. Epstein also sexually trafficked the then-minor Jane Doe, making her available for sex to politically connected and financially powerful people. Epstein's purposes in lending Jane Doe, along with other young girls, to such powerful people was to ingratiate himself with them for business, personal, political, and financial gain, as well as to obtain potential blackmail information. Virginia's deposition goes on to name a list of people she was lent to in this manner, including Alan Dershowitz, Ghislaine Maxwell, Prince Andrew, Duke of York, and Jean-Luc Bernil, as well as many other powerful men including numerous prominent American politicians, powerful business executives, foreign presidents, a well-known prime minister, and other world leaders. Epstein required Jane Doe number 3 to describe the events that she had with these men so that he could potentially blackmail them. Roberts has been intensely scrutinized and criticized since these claims were made public. While her accounts are indeed graphic and difficult for many to understand, however, 
they remain consistent and can be supported by other witnesses and evidence. One of the most bizarre parts of the story is ironically one of the easiest to prove circumstantially. This peculiar photo from 2001 clearly depicts Prince Andrew holding Virginia Roberts, then a 17-year-old high school student in Palm Beach, with Ghislaine Maxwell in the background. In addition to the corroborating testimonies of Jane Doe's 1, 2, and 4, pilot logs given to the court by Jeffrey Epstein's pilot, Dave Rogers, can also independently verify much of Virginia's testimony about this time period. Virginia Roberts first appears with her full name in the pilot's logs on January 2001 on a trip to the Virgin Islands. At this time, Roberts would have been 16 years old. It's interesting to note, however, that a Virginia also flew with Epstein and Ghislaine Maxwell to the Virgin Islands on November 14th and December 14th in 2000, following the same general pattern of flights from Palm Beach. During this period, Roberts would also be flown to France, Morocco, Britain, and Granada. When Roberts turned 19, she met a man in Thailand that she quickly married. She fled her life with Jeffrey Epstein, but her troubles with him were just beginning. Roberts, now Joffrey, wouldn't return to the U.S. until she started joining suits as Jane Doe number 3. Alan Dershowitz and Ghislaine Maxwell tried to discredit this testimony but recently a lawsuit was settled in Roberts' favor against Maxwell for defamation. Dershowitz continues to threaten a suit of his own, but has yet to do so. To this day, Roberts Joffrey is continuing to fight the United States government in an almost decade-long lawsuit asserting that the Criminal Victims' Rights Act was violated by Epstein's non-prosecution agreement. I hope this film provided some helpful or at least new information to you, but the truth is the real story of Jeffrey Epstein is still yet to be told. Until he sees a day in criminal court faced with charges of trafficking, we may never know the full story. His wealth has made him nearly invincible for decades, but the times are changing. So you've seen the video now, Dave. Uh-huh. The listeners have heard it. Um, now I have a handful of articles that are going to talk about what's going on now. So it's very clear. This guy is fucked up. Super, super duper fucked um, up. And uh, 
So is he like the king of the pedophiles then? Does he have a, is he named well, that? Well, what they've, <laughs> they've called him as the, uh, what is it? I think it's the, uh, the Sultan of Young Dick. No. <laughs> What's the thing? Okay. So in like, uh, you know, he's got this temple on his island. Yeah. Yeah. The, that, if you do an archway, is it the keystone? That, that stone that's right in the middle of the top of the archway, if you remove that one, the whole thing would crumble? Yeah. Is that what it's called? The keystone? I think so. I think so. He's the keystone uh, of, I think that's the right word. We'll, we'll go with that. Of this whole thing because he has so many names of people that have been on his plane, that have been to his island, that if, if basically, if you're anybody that's anybody, even if you're a nobody in terms of like a household name, but you're on his flight log, you're, you're, You've been a guest at the island. It's basically assumed now that you've probably done something that you shouldn't have. Because yeah. it'd be really hard to... He, he he really can't deny what he's been arrested for. Mm-hmm. Like, he's already been found guilty once. Right. He got a slap on the wrist, and it kind of was, like, done in a shitty way to, like... Because he had the right people in the right places but that's not the case anymore right and he, he should have he, he should he should never have been let out basically after the first one he should have been broom handled yeah he, he, then we wouldn't have this problem now anyways because he he's basically the key to everybody else coming down so if you've been involved in this he's probably you were probably friends with this guy and he's got you on a list and they have that list now basically mm. So if you associated with this guy, you're fucked. Pretty much. And uh, over the course of the rest of this episode and next episode, we're going to get into all that. And all the other stuff that nobody really knew about that's all coming out. So we're just going to slowly go through it and break it all down in no particular order. Just here's all this evidence, and here we are just going to go through it all and discuss it. Yeah. Okay, so you watched the video. Now we're going to get into some articles. This one's from Vanity Fair. So... I don't know how much we can really take out of this, but I thought, let's read something from other, you know, more mainstream, as opposed to, uh, so people can't sit here and say, well, you guys just cover the stuff. How do we know that that's true? Well, it's Vanity Fair, so you want mainstream? Let's see what the mainstream has to say about this guy. Uh, the, The title of this is, The Girls Were Just So Young, The Horrors of Jeffrey Epstein's Private Island. All right. Locals say Epstein was flying an underage girl, flying in underage girls long after his conviction for sex crimes, and authorities did nothing to stop him. Quote, it was like he was flaunting it, says an employee at the airstrip on St. Thomas. But it was said that he always tipped really well, so everyone overlooked it. So if you're a good tipper... You can bang young children. Apparently. So fucked up. There's a, he's got to pay for sex. Look at that guy. He's such a fucking <laughs> tool-looking guy. Yeah, he does look like a tool. Um, so nah, there's a Epstein. there's a picture of his island. I mean, just at a glance, it looks looks pretty nice. Yeah, we got no good beachfront though, man. It's all rocky shit down there. Oh, it says a view of Little Saint James Island in the U.S. Virgin Islands, a property owned by Jeffrey Epstein, sixty-six-year-old billionaire, bought the property about a decade ago and began to transform it, clearing the native vegetation, ringing the property with towering palm trees, and planting two massive U.S. flags on either end. Okay. Ever since billionaire 
Jeffrey Epstein was arrested on July 6th on charges of sex trafficking. The media has been scrambling to make sense of what happened on Little St. James, his 70-acre private island in the Caribbean. But on nearby St. Thomas, locals say Epstein continued to bring underage girls to the island as recently as this year, a decade after he was forced to register as a convicted sex offender and that authorities did nothing to stop him. Two employees who worked at the local airstrip on St. Thomas tell Vanity Fair that they witnessed Epstein boarding his private plane on multiple occasions in the company of girls who appeared to be under the age of consent. According to the employees, the girls arrived with Epstein aboard one of his two Gulfstream jets. Between January 2018 and June 2019, previously published flight records show the jets were airborne at least one out of every three days. They stopped all over the world, sometimes for only a few hours at a time. Paris, London, Slovakia, Mexico, Morocco. When they left St. Thomas, the employees say they returned to airports near Epstein's homes in Palm Beach and New York City. On multiple occasions, I saw Epstein exit his helicopter, stand on the tarmac in full view of my tower, and board his private jet with children, female children, says a former air traffic controller at the airstrip who asked to remain anonymous. One incident in particular really stands out in my mind because the girls were just so young. They couldn't have been over 16. Epstein looked very angry and hurled his jacket at one of them. They were also carrying shopping bags from stores not on the island. I remember thinking, where in the world have they been shopping? Yeah, because that's important. Who cares where they've been shopping? Why the fuck are they with him? Why is he hurling his jacket at him? They must not have done what he wanted them to do. She didn't go down on him on the plane. Um, Another employee at the airstrip who requested anonymity because he is not allowed to speak about travelers in his official capacity says epstein would land at st thomas twice a month on average there'd be girls that look like they could be in high school the employee recalls they looked very young they were always wearing college sweatshirts it seemed like camouflage that's the best way to put it epstein would be dressed in a tracksuit, but the girls carried shopping bags from designer labels gucci and dior so basically he probably gets these girls in middle school, junior high, mm-hmm. high, high school maybe, throws them a, a college sweatshirt. Put this on. Yeah, wear this. And then this is your, I'm going to take you out shopping to you know and, and get you a, a handbag from Gucci or Dior or some shoes or something like that. And then you're going to come back and you're going to do what I want you to do. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. Um. And the $350 that he's spending on their shoes or purse is nothing to him because yeah. he's a billionaire. Right? Yeah, I mean, it's like dropping a nickel on the floor. Yeah. Us. All right. The employee adds that he and his coworkers would joke around about what they were seeing. Every time he landed or took off, it was always brought up. We'd always be joking, how many kids are on board this time? But the employee also says he felt pure disgust calling it absolutely insane that a convicted sex offender was able to move around so openly in the era of me too i could see him with my own eyes the employee says i compared it to seeing a serial killer in broad daylight i called it the face of evil they're just as much to blame as he is they didn't say or do anything because they got tipped well they're like well fuck it we'll just look he the other way us. yeah i got five grand to fucking check his bags cool yeah, i don't think when you pr- fly privately your bags get checked I really don't. Yeah, I know. Well, they did something for him, moved his bag from the Well, I mean, if you're in the air traffic control and you see that, I mean, what are you going to do? What can you do? Well, I've seen him with girls that look underage. Okay, it's none of our business, sir. I mean, that's what they're probably being told. Yeah. Like, who gives a shit? You're probably, you you know what I mean? Yeah, I guess, I guess. So, let's not shit on these 
anonymous witnesses. Well, I'm not sure. Necessarily. They're They're not as guilty as somebody who's... No, no, I'm just saying. They're to blame, too, though, you know? What what, what are you going to do? I mean, even if if they did say something. If Homeboy said, yeah, I felt really bad, so I told my supervisor, my supervisor did nothing, at least he did his job. Eh, I suppose. He reported it. It was his boss who took the $25,000 a month paycheck from dude, so they didn't take it. I don't think any of these people actually took money I know, I'm just saying. Because they said he's a good tipper, I'm throwing that out there, that he's probably throwing more money everywhere. He probably paid, he probably donated, he gave them, there was reasons why they looked the other way. Every level of a government in that fucking airport. I think he... That's my guess. Yeah, well, I think he donated to certain politicians. Yes. To make sure... And as we go through this, you'll see that that was very clear what was happening. All right, keep going then. Epstein apparently made no attempt to hide his travels with young girls. The airstrip in St. Thomas sits in plain sight of a central highway and a nearby parking lot at the University of the Virgin Islands provides a complete view of the tarmac and almost every aircraft on the ground. When he's home on Little St. James, Epstein's plane is always parked right in front of the control tower. The fact that young girls were getting out of his helicopter and getting into his plane... It was like he was flaunting it, the employee says. But it was said that he always tipped really well, so everyone overlooked it. That's basically the same thing they said earlier. Well, that's how articles are written now. They just repeat themselves. In fact, it appears that local authorities did nothing to investigate Epstein's repeated trips with young girls, let alone intervene, despite the fact that he was listed on the island's registry of sex offenders. Chief William Harvey, a veteran of the Virgin Islands Police Department, tells Vanity Fair that he does not know who Epstein is and is unaware of any investigation into him. Samuel Sains, a former senator for the Virgin Islands, says he is unaware of any special prosecution or precautions taken by law enforcement to track the arrivals and departures of Epstein's jet on St. Thomas or the movements of his helicopter to and from his private island. Lawyers for Epstein, who has pleaded not guilty to the charges of sex trafficking, says he flatly denies any illegal involvement with underage women. (laughs) Now, that's amazing to me because... You've already been convicted once. Right. You're, there's tons of people that have seen it. Like, without literally the act. Right, without seeing what his are, penis in their vagina. What are you doing as an, a sex offender? What are you doing still with little, even young? Oh, we're cool now. He it's should have fine. just hung out now. with grandmas after that to keep himself, you know what I mean? Right. Like, I'm, I'm I'm taking a shot in the dark here. I'm guessing the dude's fucking single, right? Not married. Well, yeah. Right. I, mean, I don't. Yeah, I don't think he's ever been married. Wonder why. Well, because it's illegal to marry a twelve-year-old. Well, not if you're a Muslim, <laughs> because they're marrying like they marry they marry yeah. like young girls. Call Barry. Barry, hook him up. Uh, but those on the island who witnessed Epstein in action remain shocked that a convicted pedophile could brazenly continue to travel to and from the United States accompanied by young girls. My colleagues and I definitely talked about how we didn't understand how this guy was still allowed to be around children, says the former air traffic controller. We didn't say anything because we figured law enforcement was doing their job. There's your answer, Dave. Mm-hmm. I have to say that this is yeah, that this is regrettable, but we really didn't even know who to tell or if anyone really cared. Okay. So that's that's that article. Disturbing. Mm-hmm. Now let's go to New York Post. We're going to go mainstream with some of these. Yeah, I see that. <clears throat> Top was girls. Just because most of the time they don't fucking even cover shit like well, this. Well, see, they, they, they so cover they, it, but then they don't really post it up high so people can see it. It's always right. hidden in shit. Well, yeah. So 
This one's New York Post. Here's the headline. Jeffrey Epstein's private island always had topless girls, according to an ex-IT guy. That girl looks young, too. Yeah, I like how he's in the picture. It's hard to tell how old she is, though. Anyways, uh, a former IT guy who worked for Jeffrey Epstein said he quit over concerns about the hordes of topless underage women who... This is what I don't like. You see the first problem with this fucking article? Yeah. Topless underage women. Would you call your sister's daughter's... Underage women? No, no. If you're underage, the you're not a women. woman. Child, then. You're a child. It would be so, a female. Should we say underage female? Or child. Or underage. Child, yeah. If you're putting underage there, you can't say women as, right. as though it's like a, you're a fucking woman. Yeah. You wouldn't refer to children as women. You would refer to them as children. I've got this Female nine-year-old children. woman at the house. Yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't sound right it, at it's, all. It's very oh. creatively written so that... It basically, you're you're, you're putting the underage there. You're downplaying. You're it. downplaying the mm-hmm. fact that he's a pedophile. Mm-hmm. So that's why I kind of wanted to read some of these from these mainstream sources because they how they're written. Yeah. Because they're written in a way to make him not seem so well, bad. Underage women, they might be like seventeen, then you know, but they're not. That's the problem. Yeah. So, uh, a former IT guy who worked for Jeffrey Epstein said he quit over concerns about the hordes of topless underage women who frequent. Frequent in the wealthy sex offenders' private Caribbean island, according to a new report. Steve Scully got an inside look into Epstein's disturbing lifestyle and bizarre behavior, which included wearing Lacoste shirts just once and keeping stacks of extreme martial arts DVDs while working for him for six years beginning in 1999. That dude's dead now. His name's out there. He's fucked. I'm, <laughs> I'm confused by that sentence, that whole thing. He got an inside look into Epstein's disturbing lifestyle and bizarre behavior. And what we're referencing as bizarre behavior is including wearing Lacoste shirts. Is that bizarre? And once and... <laughs> no, just, no, the, the just bizarre once. thing is he only wears them once. Oh. The and he keeps stacks of extreme Marge Lars DVDs. That's weird. Well, is that weird, though? That's like, bizarre. Like, this is... Not the fact that we have underage children laying around topless. Yeah, that's that's a, not bizarre. That's totally see, normal for him. That's the problem. This is weird. So this this whole sentence is completely stupid. It's uh, the computer whiz saying. told ABC News there was no shortage of nude pictures of women at Epstein's compound on an island near St. Thomas, dubbed Little St. James. See how it doesn't say underage women this time, it just says women. Nude pictures of women, yes. There were photos of topless women everywhere. Scully, 69, who told the network, on his desk, in his office, in his bedroom. A giant frame photo of a topless woman also hung prominently in the gym where Epstein worked out. The dad of three girls were called. Scully, <clears throat> I feel like we're talking about the pilot. Yeah, I know. Uh, who at the time ran a telecommunica- telecommunications business on St. Thomas, was hired by Epstein to set up a communications network on his exclusive 72-acre island. He estimated he visited Little St. James 100 times and did about $400,000 worth of business with Epstein, who wanted phone or Internet access everywhere on the island, including in a secret cove he called The Grotto. He was the most intense person I ever met, Scully said, noting that because Epstein worked in trading, he never wanted to call never wanted a call to drop. No, he always wanted to be able to be ready just in case they get a tip saying the cops well, are coming to raid. That or if uh, you know, a girl started running, he had to call to the other building and say, grab her. 
Right. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Scully recalled seeing a rotation of young girls accompanying Epstein on the island riding ATVs or sunbathing topless at pools and beaches with any without any parental supervision. They couldn't have been more than 15 or 16 years old, he said. Scully said he now regrets sticking around on Epstein's payroll for so long. The truth is, I was there for six years. I really started seeing things weren't normal in the first year, and I started, I wear shame and guilt. It's weird. It's like they, uh, I guess that's a quote. So he started saying, and I started, and then he kind of paused, and then he said, I wear shame and guilt. He said, because you know what? When you allow money to dictate your moral consciousness, you've lost all idea of moral consciousness. It's not about the money. It can't be. Scully remembered other details from his time on Little St. James, which he said Epstein once wanted to rename Little St. Jeff. That's not important to the fucking story at all. Well, Jeffrey Epstein wanted to name it after himself. Yeah, no, he had stacks and stacks of extreme martial arts DVDs, said Scully, who hasn't spoken to the financier in more than a decade. And then there was the storage room on the island, stocked with stacks and stacks of brand new Lacoste white polo shirts, all size medium. Scully said he was told the clothes were for Mr. Epstein and that an employee said the 66-year-old only wore a shirt once before it was turned into rags for the housekeeping staff. Probably because after he murdered the girls, after yeah. they got a little yeah, mouthy, got a little, then he had to kill them and then his shirt got... On it. Yeah. Uh, lawyers for Epstein did not immediately comment to ABC about Scully's claims. He is charged with sex trafficking, dozens of underage girls, and forces them to perform nude massages and other sex acts on him from at least 2002 to 2005. Did they mean underage women? Because, you know, earlier oh, they talked about There it says women. girls, yeah. Well, that's what he's charged with. Oh, yeah, okay. But, well, you know. We're still talking about underage women, though. I mean, we're not talking girls. I just, it, it's silly. That it kind is. of thing. All right, it so is. that's article. Now we're going to go to Zero Hedge. Okay. So now we're getting more... Uh, what some people would consider uh, conspiracy-based. Look, look who wrote that. <laughs> yeah, well, it's obviously a, yeah. an AKS pseudonym. Yeah. Uh, this this uh, headline is, It's going to be staggering. Epstein Associates prepare for worst as massive document dump imminent. As the Jeffrey Epstein case continues to unfold, a laundry list of celebrities, business magnets, and socialites who have flown anywhere near the registered sex offenders' orbit are now tainted with pedopolonium. Many of them, such as Bill Clinton, Ehud Barak, and Victoria's Secret boss Les Wexner, have sought to distance themselves from Epstein and his activities. However, their attempts have fallen on deaf ears considering their extensive ties to the pedophile. As Vanity Fair's Gabriel Sherman notes, the questions about Epstein are metastasizing much faster than they can be answered. Who knew what about Epstein's alleged abuse? How and from whom did Epstein get his supposed $500 million fortune? Why did Acosta grant Epstein an outrageously lenient non-prosecution agreement? And what does it mean that Acosta was reportedly told Epstein belonged to intelligent? intelligence? Doesn't make any sense. Mm-mm. I think that one's written a little goofy. I think it said it has reportedly instead of was reportedly. Yeah. Well, it says was. That's why it didn't really make sense. Okay. okay. Tyler, get your shit straight. <clears throat> Also illuminating is a statement by attorney Brad Edwards, who said during a Wednesday press conference seated next to Epstein accuser Courtney Wilde that there were other business associates of Mr. Epstein who engaged in improper sexual misconduct at one or more of his homes. We do know that, adding, in due time, the names are going to start coming out. Oh, they've started coming out. Yeah, they have. 
What's more, the U.S. Court of Appeals for the Second Circuit will release of approximately 2,000 pages of documents, likely over the next several days, which may reveal sex crimes committed by numerous prominent American politicians, powerful business executives, foreign presidents, a well-known prime minister, and other world leaders, according to the court's three-judge panel. Uh, <clears throat> the documents were filed during a civil defamation lawsuit brought by Epstein accuser Virginia Roberts Guffrey, mm-hmm. a former Mar-a-Lago locker room attendant against Epstein's former girlfriend and alleged Madam Gislaine Maxwell. Remember that name. All right. Nobody who was around Epstein a lot is going to have an easy time now. It's all going to come out, said Guffrey's lawyer, David Boys. Uh, another person involved with litigation against Epstein told me it's going to be staggering the amount of names. It's going to be con- contagion numbers. Wow. Other famous names associated with Epstein include LinkedIn co-founder Reed Hoffman, Elon Musk, and Mark Zuckerberg. Oh, wow who Musk introduced to the registered sex offender. Zuckerberg's spokesman told Vanity Fair, Mark met Epstein in passing one time at a dinner honoring scientists that was not organized by Epstein, adding Mark did not communicate with Epstein again following the dinner. Okay. Musk told the magazine, I don't recall introducing Epstein to anyone as I don't know the guy well enough to do so. Epstein is obviously a creep and Zuckerberg is not a friend of mine. Several years ago, I was at his house in Manhattan for about 30 minutes in the middle of the afternoon with Tallulah Riley as she was curious about meeting this strange person for a novel she was writing. We did not see anything inappropriate at all apart from weird art. He tried repeatedly to get me to visit his island. I declined. Mm -hmm. Interesting. (laughs) Okay, so this is, uh, here's a screenshot of a tweet uh, from... Lynette Lopez. Uh, this is Jeffrey Epstein's friend and alleged Madam Gislaine Maxwell with Elon Musk at the Oscars in 2014. These people were everywhere, I suppose. And that kind of doesn't look like they're together at all. Together at all. It looks like somebody said saw them near each other, mm-hmm. or maybe they were talking. And he's like way in front of her. She's behind him. And it's kind of like somebody said, stop, let me take your picture. Yeah. That's what that looks he like. He looks awkward, too, with his hands. The way he's, he's just like, oh, this is a stupid picture. And yeah, because he doesn't, it. If they're not posing together is what we're getting yeah, at. Yeah, exactly. That's kind of a dumb thing. I don't know. Um, okay, according to one source, Epstein had a steady stream of who's who flying into his Manhattan mansion, including Bill Gates, Larry Summers, and Steve Bannon. Jeffrey collected people. That's what he did, the source told Vanity Fair. Thus far, the name most publicly associated with Epstein's alleged crime is famed lawyer Alan Dershowitz. I disagree. I think it's Bill Clinton, who's been waging a public battle with David Boyes for years. In April, Boyes' client, Guffrey, sued Dershowitz for defamation after Dershowitz called her a liar, a strategy similar to that of, of seven of Bill Cosby's accusers. In the days since the FBI arrested Epstein at Teterboro Airport... A week and a half ago, Dershowitz has been going on television, dialing up friends and reporters to profess his innocence and label Guffrey and Boys liars. I want everything to come out. I'm not afraid of anything because I did nothing wrong, Dershowitz told me on the afternoon of July 15th. He called me a minute after I had emailed him for comment. He said he'd been friends with Epstein since 1996 when they were introduced at a party on Martha's Vineyard by Lynn Forrester de Rothschild. She begged me to meet him. She told me, here's this smart academic. 
few days later, Epstein invited Dershowitz to Les Wexner's 59th birthday party at Wexner's Mansion in New Albany, Ohio. It's a tradition that Jeff invited the smartest person he met that year. He told them I was the smartest. They remained close for years. Dershowitz strenuously denied ever participating in Epstein's underage sex ring and said he'd only been in Epstein's presence with his wife. I got one massage, he told me. It was from a 50-year-old Russian woman named Olga, and I kept my shorts on. I didn't even like it. I'm not a massage guy. Fucking Russian bitch named Olga. That's such a cliche, you know? Yeah. I don't know if I necessarily believe Dershowitz there. I don't either. I mean, it sounds... Okay. Maybe. I'm trying to I'm trying to think, like, let's say it was you, Dave. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're not Epstein, but you're in Dershowitz's position, yeah. and all of a sudden, this guy, Epstein, gets taken down, and some news article's like, well, Dave, you were... You were hanging out with Epstein quite a bit, and, uh, you know, whatever. And then you say, I got one massage. It was from a 50-year-old Russian woman named Olga, and I kept my shorts on. I don't even like it. I'm not a massage guy. So, Would I believe you? I don't know. I mean, Speaking as a past pathological liar and uh, and, and an interrogator, <laughs> you when you make up stories and lies, you give way too much detail to really oversell the fact that you're innocent. The fact that it was only one massage. She was 50. Her name was Olga. She was Russian. I had my shorts on. I didn't even like it. That's way too much shit. I'd be like, yeah, I had a massage. Didn't like it. And that you would be, wouldn't include the, the age, would, no. the name, and the shorts part. No. Because it's unnecessary unless you didn't, unless you actually had your shorts off. She wasn't 50. Yes. It was the other way around. She was five. And her name probably was Olga. Yeah. Yeah, so I would say it's all bullshit because it gives too much information. I mean, it is funny because Dershowitz has jumped on the Trump wagon real hard right after this all of a sudden came out too. So and, and honestly, he's, too, I think he's just trying to keep his own ass out of jail. If they at this didn't point. have any evidence of me being there and they didn't come up to me and be like, "Well, we know you were there one time," I would still deny, deny, deny. I'd be like, "Nah, I was never there. I, I, I saw him at parties. We never hung out outside of parties." It was always social well, gatherings. Your name would be on a flight. So, well, yeah, I know, I know. And then, so, if I was in this dude's thing, I'd be like, "Yeah, I got one massage. Didn't like it." That's all I would say because that's you all you have, have to, to say. Remember. You didn't like it. Who the fuck says they don't like massages? Sometimes I don't like massages, depending on who it is. A massage sucked. I had yeah. a fifty-year-old Russian one time, had my shorts off, and I didn't like it. <laughs> oh, you should have your shorts on. Well, I thought it, she sounded like a dude and felt like a dude, so I wanted to keep my shorts on. I didn't like it. We were sitting oh, there. It was a Tuesday afternoon. It, it was one thirty. Olga. Evening. I think you yeah. misheard. He said his name was Old Guy. Old Guy, yes. I <laughs> That's said, why I said he said like old, old Spice was what he was wearing. I got you. Oh, okay. there you go. So, yeah. You thought he was part of the Spice Girls. I did. I yeah. thought it was Olga Spice. All right, let's continue. <laughs> let's move on from the nonsense. Uh, DC and I on edge. Epstein bragged about his contacts in Washington, said attorney David Boys. According to the report, one theory circulating among prominent Republicans is that Epstein was a Mossad agent. Another is that the George W. Bush White House directed Acosta not to prosecute Epstein to protect Prince Andrew on behalf of the British government. Oh, the British government and Prince Andrew are so involved in all this shit. It's ridiculous. So this goes back not to Obama days, George W. Bush days, not yeah. Clinton days, yeah. W. Bush days. So, uh, you know same general yeah 
They're all fucking snakes. The royal family did everything they could to try and discredit the Prince Andrew stuff, said boys. When we tried to follow up with anything, we were stonewalled. We wanted to interview him. They were unwilling to do anything. And now we await those documents. Meanwhile, Epstein's bail hearing is scheduled for 11.30 a.m. on Thursday. Quick update on that. He was denied bail, mm-hmm. and he remains in jail yeah, um, because he is considered an extreme flight risk. Yeah, Gee, I don't know why. And then, uh, and we'll get into stuff that has happened to him since he's been in jail. Yeah. Like, maybe he was, I don't know, we'll, we'll get into it. It might be next episode, but we'll get into it. It's also interesting. Here's another article. This is the last little article um, that we'll get into. Uh, this is from lawandcrime.com. Um, investigative journalist explains why Jeffrey Epstein might have needed a fake passport. Mm. So he had a fake passport. I'm, I'm hoping the article goes into this. That's why I pulled this article because it... The guy's got a fake passport. It says he's from fucking Saudi Arabia and no shit. like, <laughs> and it's a fake passport. So this is interesting to me because I, I want to know what uh, someone who runs a website called Law and Crime is going to say as to why he would need a fake passport. Okay. Because yeah. I think it's bullshit. Nobody needs a fake passport unless you're up to no good. Yeah. Or the CIA, and you're usually up to no good. So, all right, mm-hmm. let's see what they have to say. Why did the wealthy and connected accused child sex trafficker Jeffrey Epstein have a fake passport that listed his address as Saudi Arabia? The detail came out on Monday in a federal courtroom where federal prosecutors said they had been made aware that a, a safe in Epstein, Epstein's Upper East Side townhouse contained a passport. The passport had a photo that appeared to be of Epstein, but it had a different name. While it was not initially specified which country issued the passport, CIA, it's since been identified as an Austrian passport. Eyebrows were raised when Saudi Arabia was listed as Epstein's home address. The passport was issued in the 80s and is currently expired. Vicki Ward is an investigative journalist who recently said that she was silenced back in 2002-2003 when attempting to expose Epstein as a sexual abuser of young girls in a Vanity Fair profile the talented Mr. Epstein. In a Twitter thread on Monday, Ward discussed what Epstein reportedly said he was up to in the 80s to explain how he might have come to possess a fake passport with a home address in Saudi Arabia. Okay, here's a screenshot of a tweet from Vicky Ward. One more thing about... Okay, first, in the 1980s, Jeffrey Epstein used to tell people he was the kind of financial bounty hunter whose job it was to find lost or stolen money for the government for very rich people. One more thing about the passport... The feds found in a safe in Epstein's apartment with his photo, but a different name and his country of residence listed as Saudi Arabia. So he needed a fake passport because he was a bounty hunter who found lost or stolen money for the government for very rich people. I don't buy that. Um, That's what it says. Okay. Uh, A former Epstein friend reported in Salon last week that Epstein claimed he worked for governments to recover money looted by African dictators. Other times, those dictators hired him to help them hide their stolen money. Oh, so he's working both sides. Well, that, that makes sense then. <laughs> I, That's what you do you, when you're this. You wouldn't do... Oh, my God. This guy's such a piece of shit. The Salon piece Ward was referring to indeed made such claims. Here's a snippet from the Salon piece. Jeffrey Epstein didn't abuse underage girls in a vacuum. What? 
He had enablers and friends. For a few years in the 80s, I was one of his friends. In the transactional Manhattan meaning of that word, and I got a preview of his sickness. When we met in a 19, in 1986, Epstein's double identity intrigued me. He said he didn't just manage money for clients with mega fortunes, he was also a high-level bounty hunter. Sometimes he told me he worked for governments to recover money looted by African dictators. Other times those dictators hired him to help them hide their stolen money. Okay. The writer of the piece, Jesse Kornbluth, went on to describe how Epstein became dead to him. Uh, my wife-to-be was then a military historian with a book about with a book about to be published. Interview Magazine photographed her in a buttoned-up military shirt with a taut khaki tie, a witty photo of an attractive woman, but not a sexy look. Jeffrey Epstein had chatted her up at a few parties. The military look fooled him not at all. The night before our marriage, Epstein called, It's your last free night, he told my wife-to-be. Why don't you come over and fuck me? <laughs> that was how, in June of 1987, Jeffrey Epstein became dead to me. Jesus. <laughs> wow. He's confident in himself, isn't yeah, he? he? Is. Uh, Ward, citing her own source, that said that one of the rich people for whom Jeffrey Epstein chased down money f- for was Adnan Khashoggi, a powerful Saudi businessman. Oh, this Khashoggi! Wow, it's interesting how all these fucking uh, people are connected. Mm-hmm. A powerful Saudi businessman who also happened to be the uncle of journalist Jamal Khashoggi. The latter was shockingly murdered by agents of the Saudi Arabian government in October 2018. Remember all that? Yep. This is real recent. Uh, Jamal's uncle, Anand, died in 2017. Wow. That's an interesting connection. Yeah, it is. Um, here's uh, another screenshotted tweet from Vicky Ward. I can tell you that, according to one of my sources, one of the rich people for whom Jeffrey Epstein chased down money for was Anand Khashoggi, a powerful Saudi businessman. Uh, Adnan Khashoggi, uncle of Jamal, was a Saudi arms dealer who was involved with both Iran-Contra and Ferdinand and Imelda Marcos. See his obituary for some background. Hmm. Okay. Khashoggi, now deceased, was very powerful in Saudi Arabia and may well have been in a position to have helped Epstein procure documentation in that country, Ward continued. There is more on that yet to come. Ward said that her former editor at Vanity Fair, Graydon Carter, was not telling the truth when he said her story simply didn't have the goods. In the end, we didn't have confidence in Ward's reporting, Carter said of the story. We were not in the habit of running away from a fight. It's just not true, Ward responded. The the women were on the record, as was their mother, and they had character witnesses. Carter has disputed this as well. I respected the work Vicki Ward did at Vanity Fair, but unfortunately her recounting of the facts found the Epstein article is inaccurate. Uh, there were not three sources on the record, and therefore this aspect of the story did not meet our legal and editorial standards. Got to have three sources on record? Well, yeah, got to make sure it's vetted, you know. I guess. But Ward said there was an inappropriate meeting between Carter and Epstein that, that, happened, that happened after the article. Why can't anybody fucking write anymore? God. I'm reading it how they're writing it, and it doesn't yeah, it's make fucking, sense. Fucking you up, yeah. uh, Epstein, that happened after the article was fact-checked and legally vetted. What's important to remember here is that Graydon Carter cut the women from the story after Jeffrey Epstein met with him, which in itself is extraordinarily inappropriate, she said. When you're the subject of a piece, you don't go 
and then negotiate with the editor of a magazine. Jeffrey Epstein met with him in his office, and it was after that meeting, and long after the article had been fact-checked and gone through a legal vet, that the women were taken out of the story. Ward continued, She said Carter got photos from Epstein that were then used to illustrate the article. Ward recently described this in Daily Beast as well. Hmm. This is from Daily Beast. I spent many months on his trail in 2002 for Vanity Fair and discovered not only that he was not who he claimed to be professionally, but also that he had allegedly assaulted two young sisters, one of whom had been underage at the time. Very bravely, they were prepared to go on the record. They were afraid he'd use all his influence to discredit them, and their fear turned out to be legitimate. As the article was being readied for publication, FC made a visit to the office of Vanity Fair's then-editor, Graydon Carter, and suddenly the women and their allegations were removed from the article. He's sensitive about the young women, Carter told me at the time. Editor's note, Carter has previously denied this allegation. He also mentioned he'd finagled a photograph of Epstein in a swimsuit out of the encounter. And there was also some feeble excuse about the article being stronger as a business story. Epstein had also leaned heavily on my ex-husband's uncle Conrad Black to try to exert his influence on me, which was particularly unwelcome given that Black happened to be my ex-husband's boss at the time. In the same piece, Ward claimed that soon-to-be former Labor Secretary Alexander Acosta, whose former U.S. Attorney's Office cut a sweetheart non-prosecution agreement with Epstein in 2007, said before confirmation hearings that he was told Epstein belonged to intelligence and to leave it alone. The claim was gained has gained some attraction among conservative radio hosts. So, he belonged to intelligence. Tough. Leave him alone. Interesting. Yeah, I don't buy that either. What kind of intelligence did he belong to? Oh, maybe because he had intelligence, meaning he had dirt on Bill Clinton. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. When Acosta gave a press conference, probably not just Bill Clinton. Yeah, everybody. Uh, when Acosta gave a press conference last week, the one preceding his eventual resignation, he was asked about whether Epstein being an intelligence asset had something to do with the sweetheart deal. Acosta acknowledged the reporting on this, did not outright deny it as completely untrue, and said guidelines prohibited him from addressing it directly. Uh, quote, so there has been reporting to that effect, and let me say there's been report to a lot of effects in this case, not just now but over the years. And again, I would I would hesitate to take this reporting as fact, he said. This was a case that was brought by your office. This was a case that was brought based on the facts, and I look at the reporting and others. I can't address it directly because of our guidelines. So I'm going to confirm it, but I'm not going to confirm it. Basically. <laughs> um, here's a... Now we're going to play a 10-minute, 30-second video. Of Epstein's other island. Okay? Yeah. So basically, it's drone footage. By now, the entire world knows about Little St. James, Epstein's pedophile island. But what about the other island, Great St. James? Purchased in 2016, a place where, according to USA Today, Boats could anchor in Christmas Cove, a place where you could hang out and order pizza and have it delivered via boat. Wow. This video is brought to you in part by our friends at SD. Wait, when you say pizza, (laughs) what exactly are we referring to in terms of pizza? Pedophile, Pizzagate. I mean, are we referring to actual pizza you eat or are we talking about children 
silver coin. Part of I'm thinking children. That's the first place I went with it. For his low okay. He's trying to whose 4K drone put an ad in this thing. Island has gone go. viral across the internet. May want to consider a flyover of Great St. James, a far bigger island, more than twice the size of Little St. James, also owned by Jeffrey Epstein. As for the pizza available in Christmas Cove, perhaps it's innocent enough or a sign of more sinister things on Great St. James Island. Mm. Knowing that the elite love symbolism and coded language, perhaps the existence of the pizza boat in Christmas Cove is what led Jeffrey Epstein to purchase Great St. James Island in 2016. Mm. According to TripAdvisor.com, the pizza pie boat lives in Christmas Cove at Great St. James Island off the east end of St. Thomas. According to this July 11, 2019 USA Today article, locals weren't too wild about Epstein's island purchase. He wasn't well received, recalled Spencer Consalvo, a St. Thomas native who runs a tourist shop. Quote, people think he's too rich to be policed properly. Upon digging a little further into Great St. James Island, which to date has received precious little publicity from either the mainstream or alternative news media, I found this July 9th, 2019 article from Pulitzer Prize winning newspaper The Virgin Island Daily News, titled, Construction Appears to Continue on Great St. James. Journalist Suzanne Carlson writes, the status of multi-millionaire sex offender Jeffrey Epstein's illegal construction activity on Great St. James Island remains unclear. Photos in recent weeks appear to show that construction is ongoing despite a stop work order from the Virgin Islands Department of Planning and Natural Resources. Friends, this article reminds us that Epstein purchased Little St. James, which is off the east end of St. Thomas, in 1998. And according to DPNR Commissioner Jean-Pierre Orid, regarding construction on that island, quote, I wouldn't say it went by the book, end quote. On two occasions, the department issued stop work orders after building activity on Little St. James went, quote, beyond the scale of permitted plans, end quote. And Oriel said the department issued a civil penalty in 2016 for between $140,000 and $180,000. In that same year, 2016, Epstein purchased Great St. James Island for $18 million and began construction on a new compound soon after. Permit application documents and site plans on file show that Epstein is planning a complex of buildings across the approximately 160-acre island connected by private road. The plans include a barge dock, two homes, cottages, an amphitheater, gardens, a marine electrical cable, solar array and generator, storage building, security building, work shed, machine shop, and, quote, an underwater office and pool. The permit application addresses mitigation efforts for endangered corals in the Virgin Islands tree boa, which was spotted on the island during site visits, and indicates that the public will still have free access to the island's shoreline, which includes Christmas Cove, a popular boating site and home to floating restaurant Pizza Pie. But Oriel said in May that these plans were not followed and CZM issued Epstein a stop work order on December 21st. Despite that order, construction activity on the island has been ongoing and includes, quote, an excessive amount of additional roadways that have been carved out of the island. There have been two jetties. Fill material has been placed in the submerged lands, so there's evidence of work going beyond what was initially applied for. The exact amount of things is still yet to be determined, Oriel said at the time.
Oriel went on to say the department is working to tally up Epstein's violations and he could theoretically be on the hook for more than $1 million in fines. That's Prosecutors said they were Dropping moving to that. seize mm-hmm. Epstein's New York townhouse in connection with the sex trafficking case. The property in New York is valued at between $56 million and $77 million. Now, circling back to that comment from St. Thomas native Spencer Consalvo, who said people feared that Epstein was too rich to be policed properly, it seems that evidence backs up that sentiment. With credit to our friend James D., and according to the Daily Caller, Cecil DeJong, the wife of the former governor of the U.S. Virgin Islands from 2005 to 2015, John DeJong, was on the board of the Jeffrey Epstein IV Foundation. And in 2012, the date of the article, was employed by Epstein's financial trust company as its office manager. The article from the Daily Caller goes on to say Epstein, Mrs. DeJong's employer, has also received tax breaks from the Virgin Island Economic Development Corporation. Skipping down the article states, Governor John DeJong and the tax break program have come under increased scrutiny in recent months. Of course, this article is from 2012. According to a knowledgeable source inside the U.S. Department of Justice, DeJong accepted part of a $20 million cash bribe payout from alleged financial criminals who are under sealed federal indictments in exchange for favors from his administration. Friends, the rabbit hole runs deep in this case. As Q says, those who know cannot sleep. And the strange goings-on in the Virgin Islands continue. We'll remind viewers of this July 21, 2016 article from the Virgin Islands Consortium about the bizarre video showing the husband of Delegate to Congress Stacey Plaskett, Jonathan Buckney Small, who was being recorded by the Congresswoman. The video shows Plaskett's husband naked, wearing eyeshadow and lipstick, and even more disturbing, one of the couple's female children, appearing to be between five and seven years old, appearing behind her father. The video begs the question, what was the child doing in the same room with whom appeared to be the child's naked, lipsticked father with the child's mother, Miss Plaskett, videotaping the moment? Now, innocent family video or not, the activities on Jeffrey Epstein's islands, plural, and his power over local officials are now forever tied together. And those who looked the other way as children were trafficked to and from Little St. James Island for two decades are 100% complicit in Epstein's hideous, horrific crimes. We'll leave you with this 2007 photo, allegedly taken at the New York City home of Epstein's former lover, confidant, and by some accounts child procurer, Ghislaine Maxwell. This disturbing art reminds us of John and Tony Podesta's taste in art. Note the well-known boy-lover pedo symbols all over the red cloth. And, as noted by CloverChronicle.com, what also appears to be a similar symbol atop the head of the satanic-looking figure. The boy-lover symbols are well-documented by the FBI among symbols used by pedophiles, and this one is eerily reminiscent of the logo used by Washington, D.C.'s Best of Pizza before the Comet Ping Pong Pizzagate story blew up. But that's a whole other story. We'll end with this quote from Serial Brain 2, as shared recently on the channel, and we know, yes, we were being invaded, mind-controlled, eaten, and replaced by species coming from other dimensions who, in complicity with the cabal, puppet politicians, and big tech, were hoping to put the last nail in the coffin through the election of the witch. Unfortunately for them, Trump won. Mm -hmm. Ephesians 6, verse 12.
For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Friends, thank you so very much for tuning in. Despite YouTube's attempts to destroy this channel, you're keeping us alive with help from my patrons. Okay. <clears throat> so, hits on a lot of things. Sets up uh, some stuff. What do you think about all that? So there's there's a nice tie to Epstein with that whole Pizzagate thing. Yeah. That they completely yeah. acted like was bullshit. <clears throat> you know what I mean? Right, right. But I'm sorry. If you're just going back to the whole Pizzagate thing and the best of pizza and the mm-hmm. logo, if you're that stupid to do a logo and not realize that it's literally the exact same logo as <laughs> Boy Love or whatever right, the right. fuck it is. Like, I mean, could you be that dumb? Because no. I think it's dumb by design. It's dumb Somebody by design. That, that, you know what I mean? It's. I'm sorry. You've seen. It's all connected. You've seen the, the movie Blade, right? With Wesley Snipes? When they had like a, uh, a safe house, they had that fucking logo there. So they knew it was. The, like the people that were in on it knew that's what it meant. Other people would just think it's some weird fucking logo. Yeah, well, same I mean, thing with Betsy. It pizza. looks like a pizza because it it's like a, a pizza, triangle. But but the people that know know. Right, exactly. And you're gonna find that a lot in the next episode as we start going through more and more shit. Yeah. Because everything is so out in the open, and now that you know, or now that you're about to know, right? It's so fucking obvious. It is. It's it's and all hidden in plain sight. It's man. it's so interesting to me. So. Here's the, this is what we're going to do. We're going to go through this this Twitter thread from Paul Saran on Twitter, um, which kind of gives a, it's a precursor of more of what we're going to break down in in depth in the next episode. So mm-hmm. it's too much to do in one. It'd be a six-hour fucking episode. I'm otherwise. glad QAnon's back. I haven't heard anything about them in a QAnon's while. QAnon's been there for a long time. We've we just, just stopped talking about them. Well, because there's... The reasons why. Yeah. All right. So this is um, Paul Saran on Twitter, and this is his thread on the island, as he puts it. So <clears throat> I'll just kind of read it, and uh, for the listeners, you won't be able to see the pictures that are included, but we'll kind of discuss it and all that. All right. The video below is less than two minutes long. Take a look at it and tell me if there is any reasonable normal explanation for that. The season is open to the what the fuck is wrong with this temple crowd. So... I don't think there is any sound. It's drone footage of... <clears throat> so basically, now that Epstein's been arrested, these guys have gone out to that island, got their drone, and started filming around this temple. Right. So what we're watching, we'll just describe it because there is no audio. So the people at home listening aren't knowing what the fuck we're seeing. Um, but if you go to Paul Saran's Twitter, you can watch us yourself. But basically, the temple doesn't look that big. It's no. just like a square. It's a square, yeah. It's a straight and up square. it looks like it's maybe. Oh, now the video's fucking. There we go. Um, what would you say? Fifteen by fifteen, maybe. I was thinking twenty by twenty. Twenty maybe, by twenty. Yeah. So he's flying around and he gets in front, and I, I think he gets up to the window. I'm not positive, but you know, keep in mind this is not that long. This was posted on July 16th, so. A lot has been uh, changed. 
Keep in mm-hmm. mind that right yeah, there. Yeah, no, that's the first thing I looked at. Um, <laughs> it's oh man, that's so interesting. So this, yeah, there's a a lot that's been changed about this temple and the immediate surrounding area. Um, I don't believe this guy goes into all that, but we will in the next episode. Uh, you just kind of get a look at the the temple in general. I bet if you went to this island, you'd get a real creepy feeling. Oh, God, yeah. Like a uh, gross feeling almost. All right, so that's the end of the video. Got a little bit of the temple. Uh, we get daily developments on the Epstein arrest and prosecution, and suddenly all eyes are glued to this unbelievable story. So he has a picture here of typing in Google Epstein Island, and it gives the, you know, when you type anything in Google, it suggests a bunch of stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, but as much as normies have learned of the disturbing intel surrounding this case, there's a whole dimension to it that they have not yet glimpsed. This is not just about sex trafficking. So today I assembled a massive but not exhaustive collection of Q-drops that will shield us from all the misunderstanding and misinformation going on right now. Now here's a picture of a, uh, what would you call these? Security? Yeah. Uh, like a, basically... Security uh, cameras, but a picture of the screen with all your security cameras mm-hmm. like you would have in a security office, say at Walmart. Yeah, this is what we call a multiplex. It's got, it looks like it's 16 video screens all at one time. You can view all 16. You can break it yeah. down four to four. You and then you could, one, and you could, yeah, you could, if you want to zoom, look in on more so one. But it's basically, say, there's 16 cameras yeah. and you can kind of see what's going on on all of them and whatever yeah okay so that's a pic and that's from the island Mm -hmm. so he had all these security or hidden cameras on the island now what's to note here is staircase 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 there's at least three staircases Mm -hmm. that temple didn't look like it was three stories no so it goes down um or his house maybe it doesn't have three stories right uh let's just let's just keep that in mind i'm just saying uh next post when the most disturbing aspect of the case hit we will be there for relatives or friends caught unaware by such pure evil here's a picture of a massive fire on the island Mm -hmm. which by the way there have been two or three massive fires on the island in i would say just the last year which is interesting because it's happening on your island epstein this is before he got arrested right okay so what's he burning, I guess, is the question. This is a story about the takedown of the king of pedophiles and his friends. Burn, baby, burn. Uh, my MO is many questions on the Q drops are yes questions. Many others are answered in the drop itself. Many require further research and open sources, and some are honestly beyond my current understanding. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have to begin with this statement from Q drop number three, posted on October, October 29th, 2017. Take a breath, drink a glass of water. The rabbit hole is deep and disturbing. Many in our government worship Satan. Okay? I'm sure there's somebody out there right now saying, Oh, bullshit. Such crap. Uh, the prevailing theory among well-informed anons is that we are, unfortunately, looking at a resurgence of the Canaanite cult of child-sacrificing Moloch. Okay? I think that's in a different language, so I can't read it. But it's basically yeah. like a, a man-cow. <laughs> Right, mm-hmm. a man with a cow head holding a baby. 
It'd be a bullhead, wouldn't it? A bullhead. Yeah. It's bullshit. Mm-hmm. I understand that it seems absurd to state that Moloch worship is shaping so much of the life of the world's super elites. Well, all I can say is the world is turning out to be a pretty absurd place. So there's some pictures of paintings, you know, where there's a guy basically sacrificing a kid to a, or, you know. Handing it off. Yeah. Handing it off to. It's whatever. a gift. So there's a lot of, um, how would you say, like, uh, not interpretation, but. Symbolism? Yeah, symbolism. Uh, child sacrifice like offered to Moloch, is the most profound taboo in the great monotheistic religions of planet Earth. Just some uh, just pictures he's including with this. In a sense, all our civilization is born when Abraham does not kill Isaac, using the sacrificial lamb and instituting a symbolic alliance via the circumcision. This is an excerpt of QDrop 133 from November 11, 2017. I ask you to read it very carefully. On the next tweet, I will post a long analysis of this content. Here it is. I'll read it quickly. Does Satan exist? Does the thought of Satan exist? Who worships Satan? What is a cult? Epstein Island. What is a temple? What occurs in a temple? Worship? Why is the temple on top of a mountain? How many levels might exist below? What is the significance of the colors, design, and symbol above the dome? Why is this relevant? Who are the puppet masters? Have the puppet masters traveled to this island? When? How often? Why? Vladimir Putin, the New World Order, worships Satan. So, answers to those questions. (laughs) Do you have any answers to those questions? Because all those questions basically... So those of you that don't know what Q is, this is what it is. Well. What we think it is. No one's really confirmed it. Let's see. I don't want to misspeak here. So Q, this mysterious Q, let's say, is putting out questions like this in several drops over, Mm -hmm. has been going on since, what, something 2017 or something like that? Yeah, something like that. And it's basically saying, I'm going to ask you this question. You look into it. Find the answer. Basically a guiding you on a way to figure out the truth behind the elite who's controlling us, mm-hmm. how deep it goes. Uh, you know. And, and as you get answers to the questions that were just asked there or statements such as Epstein Island, I mean, right. some people have never heard of that. So you go to Google and you type in Epstein Island, and then you start looking at Jeffrey Epstein, and then you realize, oh, this is a convicted pedophile. And then mm-hmm. on and on and on and on and on, and now all of a sudden, look where we're at. So that's right. from November 11, 2017. And we're in 2019, and he's, just and, and he's getting gotten rearrested for everything. Mm-hmm. So that's interesting that way back then, just two years ago, put all these questions out, and, and look how much has come out. Mm-hmm. All right, let's continue. This is uh, QDrop 133. This is my QDrop 133 analysis, the island. Analysis QDrop 133. Whatever your thoughts on Satan's existence, it is a well-documented fact that Satanism and Satanists do exist. A cult is a relatively small group of people having religious beliefs or practices regarded by others as strange or sinister. A temple from the Latin word templum is a building reserved for religious or spiritual rituals and activities such as prayers and sacrifice. Sacrifice. 
Yeah, there's key words here. Mm-hmm. The Epstein Island Temple is on top of a mountain because there are tunnels and underground levels below. Hence the stairs. Three staircases seen in the what'd you call it? Multiplex. Mm-hmm. The puppet masters have traveled to this island many times on special satanic celebrations. You probably still do not want to believe the Moloch angle, I understand, but please then explain the following drone videos in a normal, natural manner that does not involve satanic practices. Mm-hmm. Okay, so there's a more drone footage here. Uh, I'll read while you guys in studio watch. Exhibit A, the center or center sundial on the island. Look at the imagery. Look at the sacrificial stones at the open magic hours. By all means, do come up with a reasonable secular explanation for all that. So this is on the island. He's got a uh, sundial on the ground here. I don't... uh... It's interesting. It's weird, but... Mm -hmm. Can you come up with a reasonable secular explanation for all that? No. Okay, uh, Exhibit B, the hunting grounds. Yes. What else do you figure that seemingly prehistoric Plaza de Toros is meant for? So we'll watch this really short drone footage. So this is built on the island. Now, what's interesting is the next slide. So basically, it looks like a field. However, there's... A big berm all the way around. Giant, yeah. Berm's a good word. Uh, Mm -hmm. I was going to say... uh, fucking dirt walls yeah. completely surrounding this like uh, soccer field yeah, that's about the size, yeah, yeah. you know, area, okay? Now, can you think of why you would need that? No. I mean, this guy's calling it hunting grounds. And that's a shitty hunting ground because it's a wide open field. Well, what, you, what are you there? putting in there? I think any kind of deer, not that there's deer on the island, but I'm thinking what you hunt, a mm-hmm. deer would just run over top of that dirt wall. Yeah, yeah. I mean, even probably a kid could do that. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. But now, the next thing. Look at how on Epstein-friendly Google Images, this space is artificially disguised as a tennis court. Oh, wow. <laughs> so Google has gone in and adjusted the picture. Not Epstein, Google. Google Maps. So if you look on Google Maps and looked at this, this is what it looks like. Oh, wow. A tennis court. Now, clearly from the drone footage, there was never a tennis court there. No, no. There isn't one. There wasn't one. It just doesn't exist. Google Images has put one there. Why would they do that other than to help cover it up? Uh, because somebody from Google's been on that island, probably been there and thought, oh, fuck, I know what goes on in that because I've been in there, mm-hmm. uh, probably killed somebody. No, all, all alleged. And we don't need that on there because somebody else might see that and know. Right. And uh, we just cover that up. If somebody looks from Google Images, they'll see a tennis court and never be the wise. Right? Right, right. Exhibit C, the temple. Look how massive it is and how strange, even without the glided dome and the bird, owl, as in question, uh, statues on top. What would the, what in the world can the purpose of this temple be? All right, so the drone's flying towards the temple. It's kind of a... Uh, walk up the little road there yeah. to the temple. Notice the... Uh, the dome and stuff's gone. Oh, hang on. Notice the... Oh, they cut it. Yeah. Hang on. Let's pause it. 
Oops. Alright, I'm going to pause it right there for you guys. Look very closely at the path. Okay? Mm-hmm. See how the path's going and it kind of goes to... So there's this weird writing on the ground there. You have this circle type thing, this thing there that looks like an E, that circle thing, and whatever that is there. How this path is going right to what would be the second, the E or whatever. Right, right. All right. But now notice the dirt here. Yeah, you can see that there used to be something else there. All right. You, you guys see this? Oh, yeah. Everybody sees this? Okay. Um, and how there's something that was there that, notice that tree. I just want you to remember this, and and I'll explain why soon. All right. So this is basically where that other drone mm-hmm. video that we watched earlier was at. Uh, it kind of just goes around. Looks like there's a ladder inside there right now, maybe. Yeah. Um, okay, there's the next post. Now is as good as time as any to talk about how the owl has become a contemporary symbol for Moloch. Okay, so basically he's getting into this whole owl thing. Um, the most accepted explanation is that the owl represents the Egyptian hieroglyph of the letter M. You may find strange that a seemingly Canaanite cult has a lot of Egyptian elements. Exactly, that is the very nature of Satanism. They do a mishmash of different elements from different cultures and come up with some aberration that has no real spiritual meaning. I always looked at the owl as the um, kind of like, because owls are considered very smart. They can see at night. They can see, you know. Yeah. Um. They operate at night. Mm-hmm. It's it's more like a kind of like the the all seeing eye and the Illuminati thing. Yeah, kind of all seeing eye at night. A very knowledgeable, uh, but operates at night. Well, you would do a lot of this at night. I mean, yeah, well, it, it's your island. You can do whatever the fuck you want, really. Probably why Epstein was he got caught so easily is because he was flaunting it during yeah. the day. Maybe I don't know. Um, uh, post 999, April 3rd, 2018, the burying of the Epstein Island tunnels will be returned to. Meanwhile, let's talk about this. Usurper Pope Francis obeyed the master, now convicted pedophile Archbishop Pell, who was a Clinton cabal plant. Okay, that's interesting. Uh, it says in the post, the chair serves the master. Who is the master? P equals C. Why is Epstein spending $29 million to bury the tunnels underneath his temple on Epstein Island. Problem. Phones were allowed in. These people are stupid. <laughs> what tunnels? What do you mean there's tunnels? Remember that video we watched 20 minutes ago that was talking yeah. about all this construction yeah. on the new island and, yeah. you know, all this? How it was above and beyond what was approved? Yeah, because they didn't approve for well, because, secret tunnels and shit. Yeah. What do you need tunnels for? Why would you need tunnels? Don't answer that question just yet, but I'm just hypothetically asking, why would you need tunnels on your island? Paul Saranic, I'll explain. Like so many politicians and heads of state, the Argentinian usurper is nothing but a puppet. The real power was Australian Archbishop George Pell serving a jail sentence for child sex abuse of two boys after jury returned a unanimous guilty verdict. He held the Secretariat of the Economy with authority over all economic activities of the Vatican City State. 
A group of Catholic leaders has denounced a coup in Vatican orchestrated by Democrats and globalists that ousted Benedict, uh, was that 16? Yeah. And pushed the socialist puppet in his stead. Um, see this email sent to John Podesta calling for a Catholic spring for a revolution in the Catholic Church. So this is from uh, WikiLeaks, mm-hmm. this uh, email here. I won't read the whole thing, but highlighted it says, There needs to be a Catholic spring. Demand the end of Middle Ages dictatorship. Even if the idea isn't crazy, I don't qualify to be involved, and I have not thought about thought at all about how one would plant the seeds of the revelation, revolution or who would plant them. What? I guess you have to fucking go back and thing, read the whole yeah, thing, but... Yeah. Uh, we'll continue. Even leftist vehicles admit the church was totally infiltrated. Here's a headline from Spectator. How the Democrats infiltrated the Catholic Church. With a picture of Hillary and John Podesta. Now a convicted and imprisoned felon serial child abuser, Pell is no longer running the show. Pell and Francis are still to meet their real day of reckoning. When he says Francis, he means Pope Francis. Uh, Q-Drop 1 made a us a promise yet to be completely fulfilled. Drop 1000 showed the smoking gun that'll bring her down. The underground tunnels were filled in at great cost, but material evidence and witnesses do exist. Drop 1, the perp. So this is uh, Drop 1. Hillary Clinton will be arrested between 745 and 830 on Monday, the morning of October 30th, 2017. However, that didn't happen. I remember talking about that and being all excited. Yeah. Um... Uh, HRC extradition already in motion effective yesterday with several countries in case of cross-border run. Passport approved to be flagged effective 1030 at 12.01 a.m. Expect massive riots organized in defiance and others fleeing the U.S. to occur. U.S. Marshals will conduct the operation while NG activated. Proof check. Locate a NG member and ask if... Activated for duty 1030 across most major cities. It would be National Guard. Well, I'm reading it how it's I know, I'm just filling it out for them. Yeah. Um, A lot of what Q does is abbreviation type things, and yeah, you kind of got to, like when I I said Hillary, HRC. HRC. Yeah. 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 Um, Then it says, why is Epstein spent, and then, yeah, this is a repeat of the. Yeah. um, Okay. Is that it? Wait, 73 more replies. I think this is... Here we go. Uh, Draft 1001, all roads lead to Rome, human sacrifice and blood collection. Uh, D, room H, D, room R, D, room C, HRC, pure evil. Uh, Here's the draft. Here's a picture of the island. It says, where do roads lead? Each prince is associated with a cardinal direction, north, south, east, and west. Sacrifice, collect. Classified 1, classified 2. Tunnels, table 29. D-room H, D-room R, D-room C, pure evil, conspiracy. Okay. So, a lot of this you might look at and say, what what the fuck are you talking about? Right. But it's giving you... Enough to start looking into. Look into these things is basically what it's saying. Mm-hmm. We were going to do a Q podcast, but so many people have done it. Yeah. It's, and it's just so time. I think like literally it would be like four hours per post because you'd have to go through each thing and answer those mm-hmm. questions. You know what I mean? If you really tried to. 
Um, so anyways, each prince is associated with a cardinal direction, north, south, east, and west. Uh, I had not, I had the not inviolable task of researching and found that the four princes of hell are Satan rules the north, Belial, Belial, it says, I think it's Belial though. Belial. Uh, rules the south, Leviathan rules, 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 rules the east, and Lucifer rules the west. Okay. Okay. There, corris- there correspond four major building structures on the island. North, so, uh, south, east, west, and then the sundial right in the middle. Yeah. Uh, like directly in the middle of the island. All right. It's not completely aligned in terms of cardinal points, but it would look a bit like that. Almost looks like a cross, too. Well, yeah. If you were to, yeah, kind of, it does. If you would have taken the picture, flown a little bit more this way or this right, way and took right. the picture, it would be a cross. Right. But I think they're trying to, this is based on north, south, east, and west right, right. in terms. So it's kind of like a cross leaning on its side or whatever. Uh, April 6, 2018, draft 1055 begins the takedown of Slick Willie. He is depicted with a then-unknown underage girl, Rachel Chandler, on the Lolita Express Epstein's plane. So there's a picture of uh, Slick Willie with underage Rachel Chandler. And it says, Epstein's plane, who is she? Follow friends. Friends lead to others. Open source. Mm-hmm. Okay? Remember that picture. Yeah. Background everything. Okay? Got it. This will eventually be the undoing of Bill Clinton. Mm-hmm. Chandler became the object of many, many posts. In this one, Eminem seems implicated in the whole affair. Now, keep in mind, just in general, think about everybody that's been extremely vocal in their hatred for Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. Think about all those people, because you've heard of them. Yeah. Lots of celebrities. Yep. Yeah. Lots of uh, other politicians, people in uh, the music industry, actors, sports stars, anybody who's been extremely vocal against Donald Trump, I bet you, you can look at every single one of them, and they're all connected back to Epstein. Yep. I will put money on it right now, but we'll see as we go. No, I agree. I Eminem agree. has been extremely vocal against yeah. Donald Trump, yeah. and Donald Trump ignored him. Yeah. Well, here he is pictured with Rachel Chandler, and it says... Why is E so vocal against POTUS? Biggest connection missing? Focus on friends. F, M, presidential pardon, 187 MS-13, purpose. Once again, to most people, what does any of that mean? I don't know. We're not going to get into it. (laughs) Uh, Immediately, it became extremely likely that her social media was used to advertise sexual trafficked kids. Q tells us to report this to the authorities. So here's a... Screenshot from Rachel Chandler's Instagram account. I can't read that there. Um, but here it says, look at the comments. What the fuck are we looking at here? Trafficking in plain sight. But basically, these these comments, which they're so small and blurry, I can't read them. But um, And they're not there anymore. If you go to her Instagram, they're not there anymore. Right. They've been removed, obviously, for certain reason it says report to fbi slash doj watch what happens spotlight subject deviation risk and hmm. uh and report 
we did. At the same time where we found more and more disturbing content of trafficked kids openly displayed on social media. She was the C, in parentheses, Hild Handler. Child Handler. Mm -hmm. Get it, Rachel? Handler? Yep. Rachel? Okay. Uh, And then here's some pictures from her Instagram with kids that were supposedly models. Her social contacts and her persona were slowly being uncovered. So this is basically all from her Instagram and shit like that. People started looking into her. Who is this Rachel Chandler that all of a sudden... So she's pictured here with Paris Hilton, here with a tiger. You know, she's young. She's got a tattoo on her inner bottom lip. ISIS 4 or something stupid. Uh, I don't know what it says. might say Epstein. Uh, Anon's (laughs) reporting the disturbing content en masse. So here's this post. It says, West Coast FBI DOJ is still open. Anyone called yet? I'll do it. What info? Just the Instagram account? Operators on standby. Um, April 7th gave us a glimpse on this satanic underground hell under the temple in Epstein's Island. Think about that. She was openly posting this on social media for, so from Rachel, or Ray, Ray, Ray Chandler's, mm-hmm. uh, Instagram, she posts this picture of the, what'd you call it, Dave? A multiplex? Yeah. So she posts that. What a fucking dumbass. While she's on the island. I mean, but they, everything they did was on the open. It's just nobody knew yeah. what was going on yeah. and, and what to look for until Q came along and said, hey, maybe look at this. Okay. Uh, unconfirmed reports on April 2018 have the island engulfed in a massive fire. Unconfirmed. Well, there's a fucking picture of it right there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're confirmed. And like I said, it's been two or three massive fires on this island. Drop 1413, 1413, May 17th, 2018. Look who has his own personal pet owl. Guardian of the Pope. Personal. That's what it says in an owl. Okay. Moloch. Close up of the owl. In August. 15th, the island is thankfully listed by Q as one of the child trafficking centers that were neutralized. So, this is the post from Q. SA access closed. Epstein Island access closed. Haiti access closed. NK access closed. I'm assuming that's North Korea. Yeah. China access closed. Russia access closed. Cuba access closed. Sudan access pending. Government SAUS push. Syria access pending. Government. Yemen, access pending, government, SAUS push. Libya, access pending, main port closed, limited. Somalia, access pending, SAUS push. Okay? So, this may not make sense to people, but what he's saying is, basically, these are all child trafficking centers. All the ones that are closed is ones that we had gone in, shut them down, basically, or or became in control of that area, that particular thing. These other ones that were pending, they hadn't yet done as of August 15, 2018. Okay, now we return to this from the beginning. This is not just about sex trafficking. Apart from putting anons on the trail of the Epstein flight logs, Q gave this detailed explanation of the two sides to this horrifying story. So, picture of the island. This is not just about sex trafficking. Will the rich and powerful influence the court to prevent the unsealing? The tale of two. One, sex resort, non-temple resort only, traffic Trafficked and drugged underage girls. Two, occult worship of evil. Temple class one nine nine. Haiti. Pray for the victims. Now, 
keep bringing up Haiti and all that. Remember Haiti uh, had their yeah, the major big, hurricane yeah, thing, and then the Clintons, Clintons yeah. and their foundation came in and raised mm-hmm. all this money and then never gave any money to them? Right. Now remember Bill Clinton on the plane with Epstein with Ray Chandler? Mm-hmm. And, took all that Haiti money and gave it to Epstein. And, and then remember... <laughs> um, the, I believe it was the lady that was in charge of the Clinton Foundation. She was like running it, got caught trafficking children out of Haiti, yeah, got arrested, yeah. got released, and then now, for some fucking weird reason, was appointed head of the Amber Alert System, which is mm-hmm. the alert system for when you're stealing, yeah. kidnap a kid. Yeah. I mean, get the fuck out of here. It's too, yeah, why? Yeah. It's it's so ridiculous. Anyways, um, so look into that. I kind of give you my own cue drops there. Yeah. Uh, so far, only one has entered the arena of public knowledge. Okay. Um, so basically, that's just a repeat of the other one. Uh, I'm tired of seeing people misidentify the men in this photo. I don't care. It means they are ample photo evidence of the misdeeds of B.C., Bill Clinton, in the content of underage girls procured by Epstein via Ray Chandler. So you'll see this picture up close. Later. Uh, later on, basically, I, I can, can barely read some of this here. It says, how many girls were waiting for their return to the boat? Who owned the boat? What does a handler procure? Is the handler one of many connected to Epstein? Flight logs reveal many hidden artifacts. It says RC. Okay, I can't read any of that yeah. there. It's too small. By now, she is one She is one the, of the most portrayed characters in the Q-Drops. Chandler equals child handler. Mm-hmm. These people are sick. So basically, Chandler. So Ray Chandler isn't even her fucking real name. Right. Uh, if the record Rachel Chandler. You keep saying Ray. Yeah, sorry. I don't know why I said Rachel. I think because of the ch- handler thing. Oh, her name's Rachel, but you kept calling her Ray. Well, that's what she's called. That's what she's called in the thing earlier. Ray? Ray Chandler. Oh, okay. In the picture with Bill Clinton, it's listed as Ray Chandler. Her Instagram is listed as Ray Chandler. Oh, because it says right there, Rachel Chandler again. It, most of it said Rachel. I haven't. I have never seen Ray. Well, that's. It's, it's well, good. where's the Rachel? Down, down, right underneath her picture. Down, 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 right there, Rachel. No, right there. Not the news for Rachel Chandler. Okay, but well, what I'm saying is, if you go into her Instagram, it says Ray Chandler. Oh, okay, all right. And that's how she was first introduced as Ray Chandler. Who mm-hmm. is Ray Chandler? Who is she, basically? Okay. Uh, anyways. That's not a real fucking name. Yeah, that's what we're getting right. at. Yeah, yeah. Chandler is for short child for handler, child handler. Yeah. Makes sense. Without saying child handler. Right. Makes you wonder if Roth's child, there's something there. Uh, wouldn't anyways. Doubt it. Wouldn't doubt it. Uh, we shall see eventually, maybe. Read this carefully. This is stated clearly with no ambiguity. This is what we will be faced with. Epstein Island dungeon beneath the temple. Sex and torture rooms. Openly flaunt across social media. Untouchable. Take a breath. Have another glass of water. I know I will. <laughs> Chandler disguised her work as a talent scout. Okay. So here's some lovely pictures. Oh, of, yeah. That's all talent that I would definitely recommend. Uh, that's the thing. And, and we'll get into more close-up pictures of these quote-unquote models mm-hmm. uh, that uh, I'll let you guys decide for yourselves if you would hire any of them as models. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Where are they now? Models to watch in 2017 as predicted by Midland Agencies Rachel Chandler and Walter Pierce. I can't read that, but here's here's a quick shot of any of these. You can just kind of look. I mean, would you hire that one as a model? No, none w- of w- them. Would, would you hire, I mean... None of them. Uh, well, and, and what would you say the average age of these? Boys and girls. Mostly girls, but there's... These are all like 14 to 17, I think. Yeah, roughly. So yeah. I guess that's the age you'd maybe start getting into modeling. I don't know. I don't know enough about the modeling world, but let's keep reading. Of course, as we saw in the testimony of Virginia Roberts, see older thread in the end of this one, Prince Andrew of England is deeply connected. There's Prince Andrew with some... uh, Britney Spears wannabe? Yeah, something like that. Tongue out, obviously young, but you can't tell how old because it's a close-up, but... uh, He's loving every second of it. Yeah, he doesn't look sad. (laughs) Let's put it that way. After we went through the Nexium trial... And understood mm-hmm. the role of actress Allison Mack procuring branded sex lace for her master, Keith Ranieri. Just imagine, Rachel Chandler is a hundred times worse. Ray Chandler, there's your Ray Chandler, yeah. equals Allison Mack times one, Allison Mack times 100. Mm-hmm. So Nexium played a big part in Epstein mm-hmm. coming down. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chandler is said to be connected to the infamous The Standard Hotel in New York. The Standard Hotel, Rachel Chandler. There's another post from Q with just those things listed. Uh, like most Q points out, most facts Q points out, Chandler's connection to the Standard Hotel is clearly found in open source intel. So here's Tom Guinness and Rachel Chandler at the Standard Hotel. Some more pictures. Okay. The connection to the Roths is a fixture throughout this story, as we will see. Wait, what? Rothschild? Mm-hmm. That's weird. I wonder if their name's real, too. Uh, here's a picture of Ray Chandler and Paris. Who did Nikki Hilton's sister, Paris, marry? Anybody want to look that up real quick on your phone there, Dave? Yeah. So I don't lose this. Look up, see who Nikki Hilton married. Yeah, I know. I just want Dave to... Oh, do you already know? Well, it's right underneath the thing. It says James oh, Rothschild. I, I child. that, but I wasn't sure. Okay. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's It's so interesting how they're all connected. Yeah, just verify that it's James no, Rothschild. Stop because you showed me that. Right, no. really. Well, just just verify, and I'll continue. Let's make sure Nikki Hilton married James Rothschild. Yeah. And then who it, is James Rothschild? As I start texting Nikki Hilton, it just shows up Nikki Hilton Rothschild, American businesswoman. Yeah. Now look up who James Rothschild is in relation to the rest rest of the Roths children, <laughs> or whatever. Uh, we'll continue while you do that, Dave. More disturbing content by RC keeps being unveiled. Things we mm-hmm. we so wish we did not see. Can, okay, what do you got? So we've got ancestors. Amschel Rothschild, Victor Rothschild, Third Baron Rothschild, Lionel Rothschild. Oh, just fucking... Well, he's part of the Rothschild family. Yeah. Grandparents, Victor Rothschild, Third Baron, Teresa George. Who's his dad? Um... Doesn't say on this one. Let me fucking hate this stupid thing. Father Amschel Rothschild. Okay, and who's his dad? Victor Rothschild. And who's his dad? Um, would be. It doesn't say. John D. Doesn't have a genealogy of it. Okay. Well, he's part of the Rothschild. A lot of them. Yes. A lot of those fuckers. So here's the point: is there? It's the Rothschild family. Mm -hmm. All right. Uh, so back to this 
next post your more disturbing content by RC Ray Chandler keeps unveiling keeps being unveiled things we so wish we did not see so I don't know what's happening here but there's like a baby and then you know children here's little kids in what looks to be a pentagram painted in red on the floor with candles I mean I I don't know about you that bitch got a knife in her hand yeah she's got a knife and it's so so I don't I don't granted I'm not somebody that like can is in anybody in the modeling world but i'm not 100 percent sure in what coles or toys r us ad that middle picture would be used <laughs> well, to advertise why. they probably use that children. for toys r us and that's why toys r us is closed down maybe but i'm trying to figure out if you're taking pictures of kids doing these things as though they're models for what publication is paying for yeah. that like it does not make sense Nobody's no. paying for that. No. Well, besides maybe the Podestas. Yeah. Uh, let's continue. So Q keeps pushing for Anons to notify the authorities. You can be sure this has had an impact on the resurgence of the charges against Epstein. So basically he's telling everybody, you know, all this shit's out there. When you find it, report it, because it's there. everything they've done is in plain sight. It's just mm-hmm. nobody fucking knew what they were looking at. With Jeffrey Epstein arrested and charged, and with many more charges yet to come, Bill Clinton had denied ever having been in the, in the island or to have been involved with underage girls. But we are the news now, and that does not stick. Going back to the picture of him with an underage mm. Ray Chandler on Epstein's plane. Right. <laughs> That's not looking good for him, just with that little bit. Uh, it says, does this single picture of Bill Clinton on Epstein's plane with Ray Chandler refute his entire statement? Fake news disinformation campaign failing. You are the news now. Together you are strong. Okay. The first known investor of Epstein appears to have been his first client in many other ways. Look at this blind item from Crazy Days and Nights. Says Victoria's Secret, and there's no way I can read any of that. Um, This is an explosive drop. We can expect huge developments by August 2019. That's two weeks from now, but what does it have to do with? And you got HRC right there. Yeah, I can't read any of that. It's too small. Uh, it has to do with this. All right, we can read this one. Is the stage set for a drop of HRC? It's got a bunch of pluses. Raw vid. Uh, we have it all. Reread stage. The nail in many coffins. Liberal undo. Impossible to defend. Toxic to those connected. We must work together. We are only as strong as your voice. You must organize and be heard. This is why they keep you divided and in the dark, weak. We are here to unite and provide truth, dark to light. Evil surrounds us. We are fighting for you. Where we go one, we go all. The choice to know will be yours. End. Uh, So right at the top, is the stage set for drop of HRC raw vid? So we had mentioned that uh, Hillary and Huma had a video of uh, doing some things to a child and all that. That shit's real. It's just... at some point, it will be released. So here's the next one. HRC video with a child. By now, we have learned to decode and unredact on the fly. Impossible to defend. So uh, it's only a matter of time. It's coming out eventually. But we'll get more into that video if you're curious. It has to do, I'm sorry to add, with this. The fact that Q dropped this post does not necessarily mean that this is entirely accurate, but it does mean they want us to be aware of that. This is from George M. Nassif. 
Round two, look for these arrests coming included in the Nexium cases, related to Epstein cases. Stormy Daniels, her attorney Weiner, her attorney Weiner, Huma, Hillary, evidence from insurance files on Weiner's laptop. Three videos, watch the dominoes fall, recruiting teen girls for Nexium. Soon to be entered into evidence, can't legally show them here. Video one, underage teen boy giving blood transfusion direct to HRC, white coat doctor present, operating room setting procedure. Video 2. Huma, HRC, sex with underage girl. Bedroom setting. Video 3. HRC, Huma, and surgeon cutting off female child's face and nose with scalpel, approximately 8 years old. Hillary and Huma taking said child's face and placing it, and then it cuts off, but placing it on, because I read this, they place it on their face mm-hmm. and dance around like fucking fools. Yeah, kind of like face off. Because they're... Nuts. Mm-hmm. They're out of their fucking minds, these these people. Yeah. Uh, so, could now, <laughs> let me just say something before we move on to the next post. Ironically, all this shit's coming out, or, you know, these things saying, look for these videos, these videos are out there. And, you know, Dave, I was contacted at one point, yep. and we briefly maybe mentioned it, I can't remember, uh, about <laughs> that. I think we talked about it on a podcast about this video that's whatever. And I was contacted, left a voicemail on the podcast line about some shit like this. I contacted that person, went back and forth. They were supposed to be on the show. And then the day we sat down to record that, we yeah, never sure. got the call. Mm-hmm. They just disappeared. But I think, as you and I have discussed privately and we'll say now, I believe it was a setup because asking to view one of these videos is basically a what would be considered a felony. Right? Mm-hmm. So, see, like, if it's just shown, it's not. But if you're looking, you're seeking underage, it's considered, you know, if I was seeking video two, Huma and Hillary sex with underage girl, I'd be seeking child pornography, right. therefore implicating me in a crime. I think the whole thing was a setup to get me to ask for the videos. I agree. And I didn't. I asked for the interview with this person to talk about what they supposedly had seen in these videos. And maybe, uh, so you and I assumed it was probably a setup. It could have just been that maybe that person got grabbed before they could do the interview. Uh, It could have been a setup. Or maybe they got cold feet and thought, oh, fuck, if I go on this, who knows who's going to hear. It is weird, though, because I have these voicemails and this text string that we never talked about, but... You know, this is the first time I think I'm going in-depth in that piece of it. But I do still have all that. And for that person to get nabbed, we talked, or at least you talked through texting like an hour or two before we were supposed to get together. and they were supposed to come on the show, and then we never heard. And I've I've messaged that person while we were waiting, Mm -hmm. because they were supposed to call at a certain time, and we never heard anything back from, like, literally like an hour before the interview that they confirmed they would be calling, and not a fucking word since. And it's now it's been like two months. At least. Which yeah. is really weird. So, uh, I don't know. I mean, could they have been trying to set me up, take me down, and, and I didn't take the bait? It could be. Or did somebody get nabbed, or did somebody get cold feet? Something. Something, something happened there. Yeah, something. Um, the whole thing was weird. The point is, though, that this this whole thing is bad. Like, it's mm-hmm. bad. So, um, I don't know. Let's continue, I guess. Uh, take a breath, sip of water, never hurts. Mm-hmm. Q has to remind some 
Anon's not me that everything we see playing now was planted a long time ago by Jeff Sessions. A lot more will be unsealed. Remember Sessions? A lot of yeah. people forgot about him. Yeah. It says here, you, you didn't think the Epstein investigation began a few months ago, did you? It was all under the direction of and oversight of A.G. Jeff Sessions. Expect a lot more to become public. Unsealing. Q drop 3,396 is another long post. Read it carefully in the next tweet. I will attempt an analysis of it. So it's not that long. It goes uh, BC slash RC Epstein plane pick. Bill Clinton, Ray Chandler, Epstein plane pick. Did the FBI DOJ interview Ray Chandler? When did public awareness grow access, grow across, sorry, social media? Class 1-99. Look up class 1-99. That keeps coming up, and I think that is something. What age is Ray Chandler in picture? Under the age of 18? And it puts in parentheses, 15? Suggesting she was maybe 15 in that picture? Who posted the picture? Ray Chandler? Who posted inter- internal security cam pics? Temple? IG? Untouchable mindset by all involved? Blackmail? Power? Top-down protection? Plane plus temple plus XYZ pics equals witness? Witness plus class 1-99? Why did Ray Chandler start slash form a model slash talent agency? Why was Ray Chandler slash Epstein and the M Temple highlighted in the past? Dark to light, these people are sick. Did you find out class 1-99? It says classes of FBI records in the National Archives. Ah, okay. Uh, so I think it's oh, it will probably be number three. Number three is overthrow or destruction of the government. Well, there's something to that. That's part of this whole Q thing, like breaking it all down. What the one thing I want to focus on in that whole thing there is: why did RC start slash form a model slash talent agency? Just, just keep that in the back of your head. Mm-hmm. Here we go. We are ready to take them down. Here's his analysis of that q drop and this will probably explain it rachel chandler was interviewed by fbi doj public awareness of her role started in april 2018 when q posted her pics anon started sleuthing like they do and afterwards started notifying the authorities and mass ray was 15 in the photo with bill clinton on the lolita express chandler herself posted the picture she also posted the internal security cams of the temple People involved in this trafficking ring had an untouchable mindset because they felt they had blackmail power and top-down protection. They did. She started her modeling agency to potentialize her business and advertise the human product. Ray Chandler, Epstein, and the Moloch Temple were highlighted in the past so we could arrive at this point in in time ready to take them down. She started a model talent agency to obtain people for... Not only Epstein to get massages from, mm-hmm. among other things, but it was also a, here's what we have. So, elite, you, you can now order. scroll through and pick client it's, number eight. Yeah, it's Tinder for pedophiles, basically. Yeah, you're, you're advertising. It's insane that this exists. We're, we're going to call, call it Pinder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, how about Pounder? Uh, by the way, the M Temple mentioned in Drop 3396 is a sign for this, as we have already seen, Moloch. Okay, category owl, hieroglyph, Egyptian hieroglyph owl, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and usual jokester is quite silent, hunted. So here's, uh, what's his name? Bill. Bill Maher. Bill Maher. 
kept thinking Bill Nye. I knew that wasn't it. It says, uh, no joke and or reference, re Epstein, no attempt to connect back to POTUS, silence, hunted. Now, if you look at Bill Maher, mm-hmm. he is very vocal against Trump. He has also come out in tweets and shit said, say, talking about being a pedophile and all that. I mean, just putting it out there under the auspice of a joke. But he's put it out there. That just, he's a pedophile? Oh, yeah. Oh, just look that. it up. All you have to do is Google Bill Maher pedophile, and you will get screenshots of his tweets and things of him saying different shit. Uh, we'll continue while you do that, Dave. Uh, is this normal? A temple symbolize tr- sacrifice? An owl means Moloch. 16 channels of CCTV were photographed by RC and posted on her Instagram. There are hallways and stairs, too. Uh, so here's a post. Welcome to Epstein Island. Ask yourself, is this normal? What does a temple typically symbolize? What does an owl symbolize? Dark religion. Tunnels underneath. How many channels captured on RC's pick? Rooms indicate size. Hallways shown. Class 1-99. Symbolism will be their downfall. These people are evil. Q calls the attention to the bottom of the infamous picture. Okay. Uh, Note 2013 on the bottom. Date is very important. So she took this picture of these cameras from 2013. Okay. Um, The date of July 2013 is important. Right now, Anons are scouring through social media and the flight logs for Lido Express plane making connections. Uh, It indicates four floors and a lot of depth. Well, obviously, you have three staircases. It has to be four floors. Uh, I see at least three staircases. Degree of incline indicate depth. Follow the date. July 19th, 2013. Real time with Bill Maher. Quote, this is World Youth Day for the Catholic Church. I mean, this is a big jamboree. Look at that. This is where all the kids in the world get together with priests. What could go wrong? Uh, End quote. Follow the date. One example, no coincidences. Find out. Here it says, find out the people that went to that island. POTUS. That's a quote from POTUS. Anons know. Hunters become the hunted. These people are sick. Hunters become the hunted. Take another look at this after all you've learned. Can you really find a plausible secular explanation? Once again, it's the drone footage of the sundial. We don't need to watch that again. More intel from Victoria's Secret ties to Epstein. Also, what what they say? Gislaine? Yeah. Gislaine, whatever. Maxwell is another big character linked to Epstein. Like I said, remember that name. She has a shady family history and is said to be involved in both the trafficking and the satanic arms of the Enterprise, both in the U.S. and the U.K. Justine Maxwell, follow the family. U.K. slash U.S. 1 and 2. Umbrella S-U-R-V, Leapfrog 1-4, points of contact, open source, find 4. New York Society for the Prevention of Cruelty to Children. Okay, basically what they're saying is she held a uh, benefit for French and cruelty to children. Um, inside the Victoria's Secret pipeline to Jeffrey Epstein in 2004. Tai was a 21-year-old Italian model with big dreams. A month after having her, her booker gave her an upper ease. Anyways, it's an article from the New York Post. Uh, few things can be more despicable than child traffickers disguised as philanthropists for children. Jesus. Okay, so there's Gislaine Maxwell. Almost done with this thread here. Epstein is being held at the Metropolitan Correctional Center, a fortress-like jail that has been criticized by inmates and lawyers for harsh conditions and has been called tougher than Guantanamo Bay. 
he has been being kept in isolation. Here's this post. How do you eliminate a liability? Where is Epstein being held? Reconcile. Do you believe in coincidence? Powerful people connected. Panic. Picture of Epstein from his mugshot. Uh, Jeffrey Epstein held in same jail as drugs, dr- drug lord El Chapo. Um, he faces 45 years in jail for sex trafficking kids. Uh, there's Gislaine again, and with another Roth, Rothschild. They are all now coming into the light. Here she is with a Rothschild. Nat Rothschild, Nefersuvio, Nick Rhodes, and just like Maxwell Town of the National Youth Orchestra of the United States of America reception at the Royal Albert Hall hosted by Ronald O. Perelman in London. Okay. And Maxwell will also burn, baby, burn. Uh, this is way more than cleaning corrupt players in Washington. It's a planetary fight against the elite Satanists. Now, here's just a handful of pictures. Here's the island. Here's basically some snapshots of these entrances to the tunnels. So if you thought it was bullshit, they have pictures. They have drone footage. And we're going to get into it more and more in the next episode. Take another look at the temple, if you will, at how massive the door, massive door was built to keep people in, not keep, not keep them out. The fight is just beginning. Okay, we don't need to watch that because we've already seen it. Will we see that Epstein and his accomplices be prosecuted this time to the fullest extent of the law? However long and difficult the struggle ahead, let me give you a nice spoiler. God wins. <laughs> you may want to check my earlier thread on the earlier investigations on the cover-up of Epstein's case in Florida. We won't go into all that. People can do that on their own. Um, and then that's basically the end of it. So, hang on. Yeah, then these are responses to it. So, that's. <laughs> that was funny. Yeah. Um, so, that's a teaser of what next episode will be, where we actually take way more. All the stuff that's been coming out more so, yeah. And we're going to break it all down. Some of it will be repeated. Um, so, I, I did Google the Bill Maher thing yeah. since you asked me to. The first one, two, three, four, four, five. The first five posts talk about Bill Maher saying he's Q. That he's Q. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. So they'll they'll put anything. As you Google it, right? Yeah. They'll put anything at the top to try and distract from the. uh, And then him being a pedophile. Or do you know the name of his uh, production company? Yeah. It's uh, isn't it? Kid Love Productions. Kid, I was going to say Boy yeah. Love. But yeah, Kid Love Productions. Yeah, that's the sixth thing Who down. would do that? Yeah. Who would call their production company? Dave, you have a block films, right? Did you yeah. ever think, well, I should call this uh, Have Sex with Little Boys production? Uh, that was actually taken. Oh, by Bill Maher, probably. <laughs> I mean, who the fuck thinks no, Kid Love? I, I would, would never. You, I that would is never, insane. Never. Here's the thing. Everything's so in the open. It's just nobody fucking saw it until now. Yeah, so... Yeah. Uh, I think we'll call this episode done because it's going to get too much. Yeah. But we're going to break this in two because the next one, next episode, we're going to expand upon this. So that's just a little taste. It kind of gets you up to kind of maybe a month ago. Yeah. And now the next episode is going to be all the shit that's happened in a month with this, uh, the breaking down of the everything on the island, specifically the temple before everything was removed from right. the temple. Things were right. changed. The tunnels. All this shit. We're going to get into all of it. 
Let's do it. So that'll be the next episode. So until then, uh, well, I guess stay tuned or something. Yeah, stay away from kids. Please subscribe to the Detour Podcast Network on iTunes and don't forget to rate and review while you're there. You can also download the Stitcher and Podbean app to your device for free and search Detour Podcast Network and subscribe. If you enjoy listening to the shows on the Detour Podcast Network, then spread the word to everyone you know. Your word of mouth is our best advertising method and we appreciate your support. Thanks for listening. Question, comment, or concern? 872-242-8311. Or maybe you'd just like to hear your voice instead of ours. 872-242-8311. 
then call the D2R Podcast Network hotline at USA Chat 311. That's 872-242-8311. 872-242-8311. No matter the time or day, you can call 24-7 and operators will be standing by. 872-242-8311. Your call is important to us. 872-242-8311. So once again, USA Chat 311. 872-242-8311. 872-242-8311. 872-242-8311. Check out all the great deals on Amazon by first going to d2rpn.com and clicking the Amazon banner. By doing so, you're helping out the D2R Podcast Network. Don't forget to tell a friend, and thanks for listening.